So while I was on vacation, I was doing a lot of daydreaming, thinking about my next successful okay. cover band ventures. Of course, recently I talked about my uh, Van Halen and Waylon Jennings cover uh -huh. band, Van, Van Waylon. Uh -huh. also talked about my Tom Petty zombie cover band, <laughs> Zom Petty. Petty. Yeah. I came up with a couple more, and I'm curious to see which one you're right. going to invest I'm in. I'm excited. What are you throwing your Dogecoin at? All right. I got a couple options here for you. Mm-hmm. I've got a band that's fronted by some mega vocal girl power, but all the songs are very politically driven Okay, and about fighting the system and stuff. Are you Reggie? Uh, Reggie. Are you Reggie? Reggie? Are you Reggie? I'm Reggie. Are you Reggie? Wait. Yeah, that's me. Reggie. I thought you were Steven. No, no. He's, he's out. Okay. Yeah, I'm his twin brother. Right, Reggie, Reggie. Are you ready uh -huh. for Rage Against Florence and the Machine? <laughs> are you ready? Are you here for that? Some hard, funky grooves with some soulful woman vocals. <laughs> Are you here for it? Yeah, I am. I really am. Yeah, I want to okay. hear. It's a good start. I want to hear uh, uh, like some sort of mashup of of a song about alcoholism that's also about bringing down the government. That sounds good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bottled in Bond. <laughs> That'll be the name of it. Yeah. I got another one here for you. Okay. I'm thinking about a band. That is very theatrical, mm -hmm. but also very fun and dancey. And all that we do is songs by Kiss or ABBA. Are you ready for ABBA Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me calculate this one. Oh, ABBA, kiss. run the numbers here. Uh, run the numbers Abacus? on that one. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm wondering because like they're both they're both known for their showmanship, you know, for sure. But I feel like, of course, they got different audiences. Kiss, of course, anti-disco. Mm -hmm. ABBA, disco. Pro-disco. Yeah, so yeah. when those collide, what's going to happen? The pit's going to get real. It's going to get real let's as fuck. Let's open up this pit at the Abacus show <laughs> and let them settle their differences once and for all. Okay, these are good, but I've saved the best for last. Oh, I can't wait. I've got a third one here that I think is really the moneymaker. Mm -hmm. This is the fortune bringer of my entire operation. <laughs> I'm thinking of a band that does nothing but Ariana Grande covers. Okay. Okay? But it's all little people, and it's called Ariana Pequeno. Oh, <laughs> Ariana Pequeno. Okay. Are you here for it? Yeah, I'm here for it. Sure. I would watch that show. There's little people musicians. Might as well start an Ariana Grande cover band. Ariana Pequeno. Ariana Pequeno. All right. Okay. You guys be watching for the show announcements coming soon, but in the meantime, you guys better be tuning your fucking listening ears into the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the us. greatest horror movie podcast in this multiverse, and the next, and the next, mm -hmm. and the next, sure. and all the other next ones, too. Yep. I think it goes up to, like, eight. Yeah. Eight, eight multiverses. Next. Yeah. Yep. After that, there is a better show. Yeah beyond, yeah, beyond that, there's one show better. Yeah. That's it, though. But you're not getting it here in this here multiverse. Right. So. Yeah. So you if you want to build your uh, multiversal uh, wormhole machine mm -hmm. and go and listen to uh, Alive and Deadly. Yeah. Which is, of course, about bears. That sounds in, right. It's yeah. a real good. Po I know it sounds boring right Live now. Live and ugly. <laughs> That's it. Live and ugly. Live and ugly. And it's about rom-coms and it's wonderful.
So is my Uncle Steve in Hollywood Ben. Yeah, for Uncle sure. Steve, and he he wears a cardigan all the time, and he Aww. talks like this. Sexy comedy. Hey, we're talking about rom coms today. <laughs> it's me, Uncle Steve. And here on today's installment of Drang and Largely, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Frigitiners. 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 The Frickthoners, mm-hmm. as it's known. If you want to get straight onto the movie review, you're fucking lame, and <laughs> there is a timestamp for you. It is true. In the podcast description. <laughs> you can be that way, but you're going to miss out on all the good stuff. It's true. You will. Because it's been yeah, it's a been. month of Sundays. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. Because I've been on vacation. Uh-huh. Vacation. That's uh-huh. where I went to. Vacation. I had a vacation. We nailed that. More singing, the reviews yeah. always say. All the reviews say it. We're here for that. I had myself a vacation, which I god damn needed. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. I think, seriously, like once I was able to Relax. enter the state of relaxation yeah. and being like, oh, turn off for a fucking minute, mm-hmm. you lunatic. Yeah. Not everything is work all the time. No, it's Holy true. shit. The, the more I realized, I was like, oh, I haven't not given a fuck in a long time. Yeah, it's nice to do that, isn't it's it? It's so nice. Yeah. It's so fucking great, man. And over the course of vacation, so that I could get the most relaxation in and enjoy my days the most, I actually started becoming an old man and doing that thing where you wake up early and go to bed early. The hell? So, Steve, I'm here to tell you right now. Well, what what time did you get? I've done went to the store. I filmed <laughs> two videos by now. I cooked lunch and dinner. What in the world have you been to? I walked the dogs. Well, I went to bed at 8 a.m. and woke up at 4 p.m. I mean, what are you even so, doing with your time, son? Uh, I've become one of them, man. I've come wow. full circle. I've lived long <laughs> enough to become my enemy. Wow. I know. That's. I mean, you know, that's a unique uh, state to be in because if you are your own enemy, you could just stop hating yourself and then no more enemies, true. right? That's true. But... What's the fun in that? What's the fun in that anyway, yeah. right? You could really ramp it up. Start yeah. pulling pranks on yourself. Uh-oh, punk myself? <laughs> punk yourself. I've been get, coaching myself. Get real drunk and then set some shit up that you won't remember. So the next day when you wake up, you like I get a bottle, uh, like a bucket of water on your head or something. And you're like, what the fuck? The thing is, is that I do that and it's just called me being drunk late at night. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, why are my fucking boxers on top of the refrigerator? What was I doing? It made all the sense in the world when it happened. What did I set up here? <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. Awesome. And I'll tell you this. Other than just the message of relaxation uh-huh. and the self-care that is involved in just turning your fucking brain off for a minute. Yeah. I'll tell you the other lesson I learned. Drink whiskey from a hollowed out bone. <laughs> if you got any questions about that, you just won't fucking get it. You just won't get it. But that, guess what? That's what you need to I'm do. I'm here to tell you. That's what your life needs. You need this in your fucking life. To a life. hollowed out bone and some whiskey. What you need is a big old roasted ass femur bone mm-hmm. full of some marrow. Then you eat that marrow. You eat that. Uh-huh. And then you shoot whiskey down the hollowed out bone. It sounds awesome to me because I know the whiskey would pick up all those like nice fats and uh-huh. stuff that Smokiness are kind of left behind. And- and- Dude, I'm telling you, every home needs a drinking bone. <laughs> 
I agree with that. Fetch this. my drinking bone. Bring the drinking bone. <laughs> they hear, might you say. You hear those shouts going down the hall. It's a very large castle you're in. It's Denethor. He's yeah, the one Denethor, that's saying. Yeah, Denethor, <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get in Lord of the Rings mode. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, this, we're doing a Peter Jackson movie. That's true. We are. And this is the movie he did before, before Lord of the Ring. L-O-T-R. We're so, getting ready, Basically, man. this is a Lord of the Rings prequel. We're staying on point. Yeah, yeah. let's be honest here, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I had myself a great old vacation, man. Did awesome. some chilling. Uh, didn't really honestly do a lot of anything. So That's those the things best. That I brought a guitar on vacation. I brought my like Remarkable so I could make notes and lesson plans and stuff like that. Barely did fucking anything, and I'm glad for it. Yeah, I bet. I'm very fucking glad for it, man. You know, uh, while you were taking a vacation, I took a, a mini vacation. Uh-oh, a which, vacay. Yeah, which is to say um, I just uh, didn't get on social media as much. Thank the fuck Christ. Yeah. Dude, where we were at on vacation, I barely had internet access, so I I couldn't even really do social media even yeah. if I wanted to, and guess what? I didn't want to. Yeah. It, it was nice to it have made my a little life time so much away. Better, man. Yeah. It made my life so much better. So you just kind of stayed the fuck away from it, huh? Yeah. I mean, one of the ways that I did that was, uh, well, Skyrim had their 10th anniversary, and there was a big old update, um, and boy, I've been playing Skyrim again. You've been in the zone, huh? AutoZone? Uh, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game still. I love it. The additional stuff they've added is awesome. i it's nice. I, I don't understand why more games don't just have updates through the years. I know that like you need like a dev team to actually be doing that, but like yeah, I feel like what Skyrim did is is they used a lot of like mods that people had made and just basically canonized them, made awesome. them part of the That's actual game. That's fucking sick. Okay, so you've you've if you've got a modding community, why not embrace that? Are you playing this on the Sega Dreamcatcher? Yeah, Se- Sega, Sega Dreamcatcher. Dream yeah, I'm playing it on the Sega Dreamcatcher. That's I'm cool. I'm glad you said that because uh, I forgot something. What'd you forget? I forgot that uh, I, the Jack of All Graves watch along was uh, a week ago, and then we watched Dreamcatcher, <laughs> and I can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, but, Amazing. Yeah. Skyrim. No, I've been playing it on Xbox One, and um, man, it's just a gorgeous game. It's 10 years old, but it looks great. It's amazing. You know, I've never touched it. that one. Never played it. It's it is one that seriously like will you will get so immersed in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that you just will like I I do have a save. This might be embarrassing or maybe there'll be a million people out there who are like I've got saves with more hours than that, but I have one save that's 400 hours of, of gameplay. And that's I've, a lot. But I've, I'm sure there's other people that are like pros. Yeah, that have, that's what, well, there are people definitely yeah. who played way more than that. But like that 400 hours represents doing every single quest Holy other shit. than the radiant quests that just continue to spawn, doing all of them. Word. It, but I never got tired of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's one of the things I love about Skyrim. So that's what I was doing as my vacation was just chilling other than watching a million things. Yeah, dude. Because uh, it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> yeah. I also did myself a fair amount of bidja gaming while I was on vacation. Yeah. Because I brought our Nintendo Switch with me. Uh-huh. And uh, before we left, I purchased uh, Bloodstained, what's it, Ritual of the Night. Okay. Which is basically like Castlevania Symphony of the Night's unofficial sequel. Oh, okay. It's like the same developers and stuff, and they just made a non-Castlevania title. But right, it's, but it is Castlevania. Yeah, it's gotcha. essentially the same kind of deal. 
I just barely scratched the surface of that one, and then I got distracted because I got super sucked into Metroid Dread. That's the new Metroid, right? Holy fuck, yeah. I hear it's great. It is awesome. Holy shit, dude. Like, it's very much like Super Metroid. Mm -hmm. It's a 2D, you know, Metroidvania type game, open map. So you get an item, you can go to this area. Oh, that got you an item where you can go back and backtrack and go to this area. It's not level-based or anything, just like Metroid always has been. And um, it adds in some new elements and stuff, dude, that are so fucking sick and irrationally intense at times. Because I thought the name, like, Metroid Dread, I was like, God, like, this isn't, like, a series that has, like, elements that I would associate with Dread, right? Right. I mean, yeah, it's got, like, it's definitely got some, like, grossness and, you know, the alien. Some brains. Yeah. But in this game, dude, there's areas of, like, basically every map in there that are these E-M-M-I, some abbreviation for, okay. you know, whatever this thing is. Uh, but these Emmy zones where there's these robots that kind of, like, sneak around through all these little tunnels and stuff. And they are invincible. You cannot fucking kill them. And if they touch you, you are more than likely fucking dead. Oh. So it kind of gets into, like, stealth, like, survival horror mode every now and then where you have to just fucking evade these things. That's cool. And run away from them. And you have, like, this phantom cloak shield where you can go invisible and they can't see you, but the meter runs down really fast. And Uh. the more you move, the faster it runs down. And then if it runs all the way down, then it starts eating into your health. So it becomes this ultra panic situation just to Holy stay hidden. Holy shit. Dude, it gets really fucking That's intense. intense. But as you would expect, like the play controls and the map design and everything are super, super, super tight and well yeah. thought out. And it's just like, it's hard as shit. But every time you die, you know why. It's okay. never that like, that's unfair yeah. kind of feeling. It's just like, well, yep, could have done that better. I fucking died. It's rad. I'm hooked on it, man. That's I awesome. I hope I have time to continue playing through it because... It's fucking awesome, and I rarely yeah. allot myself time to play video games. I was gonna say you got you gotta give yourself a little more time to play video games every I once in a while. Maybe you don't need a big old vacation. Maybe that'll be a little vacation. Maybe that's just a little Help vacation. You feel good I take until the big vacation. All the dang old time. Maybe that's go. what I do, man. Yeah. So yeah, good old times. I didn't have time to watch much. Tell me what you've been scoping oh, I've been out lately. So much because again, it's been two weeks. Um, do you want to crack open a beer before I do, you start talking I do. about this? You want to do that? I do. And Is it that what? time? Let's just crap, crap open. Let's crap open a beer Let's here. Let's crap open a beer. By a crappy person. By a crappy person. We have talked about Founders before. The owner of Founders is a racist piece of shit. Yep, fuck that guy. So anyway, this is a KBS flavored stout. Um, Kentucky breakfast stout. It's ale brewed with chocolate and coffee aged and oak bourbon barrels. And they are a doggone 12% delight. Yeah, it's a big one. I really hate that the Founders dude is such an openly Because they huge have a lot of really good stuff. Piece of shit. Because, yeah, yeah, they really do make a good old yeah. beer, man. It and sucks. the KBS stuff I've had has all been amazing. What's that doing for you over there? Ooh, buddy. Ooh, that's doing a good stout. Yeah. That, like... The bourbon bit comes through, but it's it's very coffee and chocolatey. Oh, that's so good. Why does it have to be so good? I don't know, man. It's a fucking delight. Yeah, why man. does he have to be a dick? How why about that? Be that? Just way? stop being a dick, huh? Hmm? I mean, it's a choice. It's easier. We chose to not be dicks. Yeah, it's a, you could too. It's not too tough. Where is Founders at? Where's the, where's the brewing company located? Is that Michigan or something somewhere around? I want to say they're are they like Ohio or maybe somewhere? okay. I don't know. Well, how about you stop being a dick? Yeah, maybe you try that out sometime and see yeah. what it does for you. 
Oh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You're right. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, probably a Kid Rock fan. Oh, my God. Hey, speaking of the kid. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Let's talk about nobody gonna tell me how to live my life oh, or whatever Jesus. this fucking Ain't bullshit. nobody gonna tell me how to live. Okay, who out there is telling Kid Rock how to live? You're a 50-year-old fucking millionaire. Who's telling you how who to live, kid? Who grew up a millionaire. Yeah. So Who's telling when you how to live? at any time has anyone ever told you how to live? When, when, when you pretended you were poor? For a long time? <laughs> Wasn't his that? first album called Grit Sandwiches or something? <laughs> this motherfucker's never had a grit. No. <laughs> He's had polenta, I'm sure. Yeah, that sounds more like it. That does sound more like it. Do you uh. think the original title was, Ain't nobody gonna tell me to wear a mask. That's exactly what it, And honestly, <laughs> like, I guarantee he wears a mask. And he is, like, triple vaccinated. And, oh, yeah. Because sure. he's got millions of dollars and stuff to live for. Yeah. But he also knows he'll make other millions of dollars by pretending like he gives a shit about oh, this. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. It's almost like an entire, like, grift. Like, a whole it wing of like people... That. Like on on like the right side. Oh, the I feel right like. side. Okay. Like yeah. the right side are grifting like a whole bunch of people. Wow. By like fomenting. So they fear, can make money off so of it. So they can make money off of it. It's weird. I mean, you might be on to something right there. That video looks like an SNL sketch. Holy shit, dude! It I mean, Weird Al tweeted. Yeah. That he was just like, oh, that's not that's not me doing a parody. Yes, yeah. this is actually Kid Rock. Because it seems like a parody it, of a Kid honestly, Rock song. Honestly, dude, like we watched it last night, and all that I could come up with is it really feels like you fed a bot a bunch of Fox yep. News transcripts yep. and had it write lyrics to the song. Yes, that's all that it feels like. I also love how, like, I love how dramatically they build up to that dude playing bass, whoever it is. Saying the Mr. Monster Ain't Truck. nobody gonna tell me how to live. Like they really like the music kind of fades down for a second. Look right at him. He like, Look in his eyes. Oh shit! He's, He's the gonna say now. something so badass. Ain't nobody I'm a fifty-year-old man who's still fighting people that don't exist. <laughs> I wonder if you've ever heard Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I haven't, nor do I listen to their political leanings at all. <laughs> but I will take your money. I really do think, because like, it's so crazy to me that rednecks love Leonard Skinner. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Like The only thing that they must be hearing is the Sweet Home Alabama chorus, and that is it. And they're like, I love Leonard Skinner. I'm from Alabama. Yeah. I'm Alabama, man. Or I'm from the South, so that's close to Alabama, so Therefore, I like this. Yeah. Huh. Because uh, that guy wasn't conservative. No. No. Uh-uh. No, not at all. He Leonard be, himself. If he were alive now, he probably would be saying the same shit as Kid Rock. Listen, I'm just saying if they was around today, I think I'd be calling them Libtard Skinnerd. <laughs> <laughs> do we start a band called Libtard Skinnerd? Yes. Do we do that? Please. That sounds awesome. Because I'm kind of into this where we show like, hey, people <laughs> from the South... Yes. Are way liberal, dude. Yeah. Tons of, tons of people. Holy shit. Trademark, trademark Dan Lovely. Libtard Skinnerd. This is the best. The, yeah, the, the leftist <laughs> enclave in the South uh, is also more passionate, I Extremely, feel like, Extremely, because they're just surrounded by Surround, people yeah, that there's a, Yeah, so like, yeah, people will, you know, listen to Toby Keith and think that he represents the South. No, he no, no, represents no, no, no. 
the dudes who drive the $100,000 trucks that yes. are cosplaying poverty. Yeah. He doesn't poverty represent- cosplay. That yeah. is a thing. That is a thing. That is absolutely a thing. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yep. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, Kid Rock sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fact that at the end of the video... He is lifting off, riding a giant middle finger that is just a big dick. Let's be fucking yes, real here. Like, he's riding a big dick, and he thinks he's like flipping everybody off. No. And all you're seeing is him like around a dick. Wrapping his body around yeah. a huge dick. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with <laughs> no, that. No, not that's, that there, but for him, not there. Not what he was trying to exactly, say. Exactly, and it's so funny that it blows up in his face, and I really wish it oh would. Oh, my it just, God, like, man. just explode cream in his face. <laughs> I wish, like, the person, because it seems like the person directing it either was incompetent or, or knew they were making him look like an idiot. Right. I hope so. I hope that that person was just like, <laughs> you're going to look so stupid. <laughs> Looks like you're riding a big old dick to space. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Yeah. I can't believe that's real. Yeah, I can't either. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. So bad. <laughs> it's so fucking Speaking bad. Speaking of things that are bad, <laughs> here's something that's the opposite of that. Okay, good. Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Ella Ella Academy. Uh huh. So I don't um, know nothing about this. Does it have to do with the Resident Evil universe and an Umbrella no, Corporation? No. Good. The, yeah, because that I'm. Those video games are fine, yes. but every time they've made a movie, it's been like I don't care about Not this. Good. Yeah. Umbrella have we Academy? done? Uh, sorry. Huh? Have we done Resident Evil on the show? No, no, we've done Silent Hill, but Resident we Evil Resi- we need to I'm get to. Surprised. It's not good. It's not good. We'll do it sometime. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, Umbrella Academy. So it's um, it's written by Gerard Way of uh, My Chemical Romance. Mm. And uh, it's really yeah, and it's it's heavily inspired by Doom Patrol, which I talked about maybe a month yeah, yeah. ago, uh, and that show's awesome uh, and and great. And Umbrella Academy reminds me of Doom Patrol in some ways, but they're so different. Like so vastly different that um i i think they have a a lot of good similarities they came out on the exact same day like the shows did so like all the similarities are just from the source material and that's because the uh, umbrella academy graphic novel was based off of doom patrol okay but they're both worth watching separately where i don't think either one of them uh i don't think there's any like negative on umbrella academy being somewhat derivative of doom patrol it's great it's real fun and also will make you cry and also will make you laugh it, it's like all over every episode will give you every emotion uh-oh so that's all fun. of them yep <laughs> so i watched both seasons of that killer yeah i also caught up somewhat on aew 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 um I've gotten to the full gear pay-per-view, which was a couple weeks ago. I'm blown. I haven't watched any of this you shit. You really man. should. I really dude. need to, man. I I have now been I have now watched through probably the past few months and I'm just obsessed at this point. What's like, it streaming on so I can catch up? It's it's on T the what is it? TNT, so it's on there. Ah, I don't have that. Yeah, I was going to say you might I I think you can get it if you have Hulu Plus. I have Hulu Plus. Oh, then yes, you can stream it then. Yeah? Yeah, Hulu Plus. Oh, shit. What have I been doing with my life, I man? I don't know, man. Yeah, I've been can... sitting here waiting for like new Dark Side of the Ring episodes to come on, oh, on Hulu, man. and they're not there. The yeah. last one they have on there on Hulu is the Dynamite Kid. I, I bet they won't put them up until the next season starts. Come on. That's the worst. Yeah. 
dude, get into it. A- AEW is great. I mean, um, I I think my favorite AEW wrestler is MJF. Who's who MJF? Is I don't know him. A Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's okay. a super duper heel, like the Rick Rude style heel that just oh, comes out and it. tells everybody they're a fat piece of shit. Yeah. And it's the worst city he's ever been in. And like shit talker. He's great because you hate him. And that's what you that's, <laughs> that's what, what a heel's supposed to be. Exactly. That's what a heel's supposed to be. A heel's supposed to be someone that you just cannot relate to at all. And that's him. And then he's also a good wrestler. Well, that's so, a plus. Yeah. So uh I'm big on him. I'm telling you though, get on AEW. It's fun stuff. I think I should. Um also, as I said, the Jack of All Graves watch along. We watched Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. That's a Stephen King joint, yeah. It is. It is. And it's post cocaine era, but you wouldn't know from oh, watching is it. Bad it. shit nuts or what? It is so. In- there are farts involved, Ben. <laughs> Serious <laughs> farts, in fact. Like we're supposed to treat them seriously, huh? Because how? Because they're aliens inside making the farts happen. Like that but, episode but of farts Doctor are Who. Funny. Farts are funny. They do kind of laugh the first time it happens, but after that, it's like, oh no, there's an alien inside the person. What? <laughs> Dreamcatcher is it? They also have telepathy for some reason. Oh, you know, because that's just the thing where Stephen King's like, okay, what if there were butt aliens? Be also telepathy. telepathy. Yeah, it'd be better if there's telepathy. Is there any telepathy in this? No. Be it's a lot got, cooler if there was. If you look at the cast list, you'll be like, well, that's gonna be great. It's got like uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who played Earl? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, the guy, that other dude. That guy, uh, guy, that dude, <laughs> and the guy. What you about would, what's her name? Tom Sizemore's in there too. There you go. Uh, you say what's her name, and that's where it falls apart because there aren't uh, really any women in it, as far as I remember. Like they're there, but they're just side characters. What? It's almost like Stephen King doesn't almost, write women well, exactly, or kids. It was real bad, but it was a fun chat, so we had a fun time. Worth it. Yeah. Um. Also on the Screaming Chat slash Ice Cream Sunday, we watched a ton of stuff. We watched The Being. The Being. So, Ben, let me tell you how sometimes I choose these movies. Because it's it's hard now. It's getting real hard to find Screaming Chat worthy movies that are streaming. Kind of bullshitty. On YouTube. So, I've, start, I've, I've developed a little bit of a, of a, a, a way of finding them. Aside from just Googling lists of obscure horror movies or super weird horror movies, I follow certain horror accounts that I completely disagree with on horror movies. Uh-oh. And then when they post about a hidden gem, I see if it's streaming on YouTube and we watch it on the screen chat. Okay. And almost every time it's like, no, this isn't a hidden gem. <laughs> not a diamond in the rough. Nothing here is hidden. Um, <laughs> and the being is not a hidden gem. Uh, but the monster looks good. What's the opposite of a hidden gem? Is it just an open turd? <laughs> I think that's what it is, right? <laughs> that's really funny. An unconcealed <laughs> shit. In the chat, our pal Ken kept calling him Turdosaurus. Oh. that's what, The monster did kind of look like a turd. Like a Golgothan. Yep. <laughs> so, The Being, 1983. Uh, not great. We also watched a movie called Nightmare Weekend. Nightmare Week. I think I saw them at Bonnaroo. <laughs> I saw them at Astrofest. Oh, no. You were there? Oh, no. <laughs> Nightmare Weekend. Nightmare okay, Weekend. This sounds like an indie band for sure. It really does, but it's uh, 
the sort of sci-fi horror thing. There's a puppet computer involved. It's listen, there were boobs in it. it oh, so how many? Odds or evens? I gotta know. I think, huh? It may have been odd. It may have been an odd number of boobs. <gasps> if that preferable? My favorite. Okay. <laughs> a set, a set, a single, a set. <laughs> I'm a fan of that, man. Leave something to the imagination. The single, leave some, yeah, because what does the other one look What's like? What's the other one look like? Is Similar, it a twin? sure. Maybe not. I don't know. So, yeah, Nightmare Weekend. Uh, it was weird, but it was more, more fun than the being, I think. Uh, we also watched Odd Thomas. Odd for, Thomas. Yeah, for for Don's birthday, he asked if we could watch oh, Odd Thomas on Sick. Ice Cream Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell not? I mean, it's streaming, so we watched it. I ain't seen it. Good movie. Yeah? Anton Yelkin's great. Aw. Yeah, worth a watch. R.I.P., man. That guy's a treasure. Yeah, for real. Um, But also, you can't have a Sunday where you just watch a good movie. So after that, we watched Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. So this is one that I don't know about, but it's like a it's like a Craven John. Yeah, yeah, it's a Wes Craven movie starring Eddie Murphy, and uh, boy, it's talk about um, hard to nail down the tone. How you mean? Well, there's supposed to be comedy in it, and John Witherspoon's in it, so there is comedy. He's hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah. But then Eddie Murphy, who's also hilarious, plays several characters coming to America style, but then none of those characters are really funny. Oh, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. He's also in marinara face at one point. He's playing in an Italian. face. Yeah. Is that the term? It should be. Marinara face. That's when great. When you're pretending to be an Italian, it's marinara. Or Alfredo face, man. <laughs> Actually, that might work better because he was in white face. <laughs> Alfredo face. That's Alfredo exactly face. It. There you go. Yeah. So he was an Alfredo face saying, oh, hey. But the funniest, there is a funny moment. I don't know. Like, like I know it was supposed to be funny, but also, like, I don't know how funny it is to anybody else. But to me, it's so funny because uh, Eddie Murphy in Alfredo face <laughs> Alfredo says, face. she said you beast fucked us. Said he beast fucked us. <laughs> Beast fucked. Beast fucked. Uh, that's just so funny to me. I'm here for this. Yeah. Be- this sounds worth watching to me. It's, I mean, honestly, the lore parts are really cool. Like, because it's trying to explain why uh, there's a black vampire and, like, where the black vampires come from. So it's like the explanation is that vampires, like, came from Egypt and oh. that some escaped to Transylvania and others escaped across the ocean. That's cool. To the West Indies. And yeah, it's all cool. So I'm here for that. Yeah, all that's real interesting. And then, yeah, I mean, there's good parts to it, but it, it overall, it's only like an hour 20, I, I think. So Barely it, a movie. Yeah, it might as well watch it, but yeah, overall, not great. Word. We also watched, finally, Troll 2. The legendary. Yeah. The Dave Bechet preference. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've been putting it off for a long time because it was always, to me, just like, well, that's a special type of thing. Special right? occasion, yeah. Uh, but then it was finally like, you know what? What what better occasion than now? They're eating him. <laughs> then they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> how for- delightful was it? Okay. I had for- It was real fun, honestly. I had forgotten how the like goblin witch lady... 
is actually just a hot lady they put tooth black on and we're supposed to be like, oh, she's hideous. But Ooh. it's like, yeah, yeah. I still would. Still working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Troll 2 was a, a blast. We've been having some great chats recently. Uh, we decided we should do a porn sometime. Uh-oh. And uh, also a Zoom meeting and mutually masturbate. Oh. So if everybody's up for that, let's do it. Come and chat. Come and chat. <laughs> oh, no, somebody called it the, the cream, cream and, and chat. Cream and chat. That yeah. just makes more sense. Yeah, Ryan, I think it. Ryan said that. The I cream should have thought chat. of that first. That yeah. is better. Oh, the it was the cream and, and fap. Damn it. That's even better. Even better. Holy shit. Though the fap usually precedes the cream. Typically. Typically. Yeah. Not all the time, though. It's beating around this loose thing. It's already done. <laughs> what a waste. This is what happens with dyslexic people. <laughs> they come and then they jerk And then it. just, oh. <laughs> I've been hearing good things about this new uh, Ghostbusters movie, Ben. I have as well, man. A lot yeah, of people I've been seeing it. saying that it is just a tear jerker. Yeah, I've heard that. Not a peen jerker. Not a peen jerker, a no. A tear jerker. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see it, man. There's actually a couple movies that I'm really dying to go to the theater and see. We want to go see that Black Friday have you seen the trailers for that? No. Dude, so it's a horror movie where there are retail workers trapped in a store at Black Friday. Wait, who's in this? I don't remember. I do think I've seen I think I've seen something about this. Yeah. Okay. And like all the people that, you know, bust in for the Black Friday sales are like zombies. Okay, yeah. And it looks really silly and stupid and fun. Yeah, I'm that dying sounds to awesome. see that as well as that new Gersbursters. Gersbursters. I've been hearing a lot of good about it, man. We've got got a Spider-Man coming out soon. We do have a Spider-Man coming out, man, and I hope that it fucking rocks. Oh, that's did I already talk about Shang-Chi? No. Did you watch it? I watched it. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. I've been dying to know because I don't know anybody else that's seen it. Okay. um, Is it good? It it is good. Um, It had some tone issues to me. Yeah? Kind of reminded me of Thor Dark World where it's like, I don't really know exactly where this is supposed to land but i did like i did enjoy it and yeah. it's got some really cool stuff man i'll tell you dude i was talking about this while we were on vacation but i'm having a hard time and this is honestly hard for me to even comprehend i'm having a hard time regaining my marvel momentum a it's year the, off it's from it yeah and the move not being able to go to the movies and I see know. it yeah i know what you're talking about it's hard because like we had been grinding through years and years and years of those you know mm. first phases of the marvel universe yeah leading up to end game and all that yeah and then you know after that we had far from home which of course is incredible yeah and then it's like dude i haven't watched black widow yet i haven't okay. watched shang chi i haven't watched the eternals i haven't watched what if yeah it's just like knowing that i have homework to do to catch it's up a little bit pressing yeah. it is man it's like i love scarlet uh scarlet witch and vision yeah. i loved loki yeah but it is hard for me to regain that momentum that i had yeah i get that i mean maybe spider-man will do that i feel like you I could just skip will. straight to spider-man and then go back and watch those movies okay, yeah if it gets you back in that spirit i'm sure it will yeah i think uh for me i mean black widow was kind of a little subdued it's as a heard. movie, yeah. but I enjoyed it. I, I I think I specifically just like the characters the most. Because, sure. I mean, bringing in uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour and uh, Rachel Weisz, like, fuck, I Come like on. all those yeah. people, and they're all great in it. So, uh, But then Shang-Chi, was, is, it's got a lot of fun to it. And, like, 
They also bring back some a character that I had heard might come back, Abomination. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I, I think I heard from somewhere that yeah. Abomination was back. Okay. And bringing back Abomination is cool to me because they always had a villain problem with the Marvel movies because yeah. they just kill off all the One villains. One and done. And yeah, so we had Thanos there for a while, but now it'll obviously be Kang the Conqueror eventually. But when will that happen? We yeah. need some villains in between. I'd like to see some people come back. You know, uh, General Ross, Abomination, etc. Like the people that didn't die <laughs> thus sure. far. Yeah. And I guess we're gonna get that with Spider-Man though. From the the preview, Seems you see way. like Doctor Octopus, Green Goblin, two different Green Goblins. It looked like. Yeah. Uh, Electro. Electro. Yeah, like it, Sandman is in there. Yeah. So it looks like we might get like a cool Sinister Six type of thing. I'm so excited. Yeah. Fuck. If they brought Sinister Six into this, yeah, it'd be so fucking Jesus, awesome. That'd be yeah. so fucking mm-hmm. cool, man. Yeah, definitely excited about that, for yeah, sure. I hope I regain my Marvel momentum. It makes no sense that I'm kind of like waiting to get back into it, considering that yeah. that has been like my life's obsession, is seeing yeah. the Marvel stuff come to life on the silver screen. I think Shang-Chi and the Eternals just don't have the same uh, audience appeal. Yeah. Like, there are people who love Shang-Chi, and like Brandon Lee wanted to make a Shang-Chi movie in like the 90s. No or, yeah, like... So there could have been a Shang-Chi movie way back in the day. Uh, the Eternals, I just don't know much about. Did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I know uh, our pal Corey liked it. And yeah. So I want to see it, obviously. It has gotten the worst reviews of any Marvel MCU Ooh, movie. Really? Yeah, but who knows why that is. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll fuck around and find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of that dang old Zendaya... Uh, What's in that uh, that Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. I seen her in something else recently. What'd you see? A Dune. Oh man, I've been meaning to watch Dune because I love the I love the the David Lynch one. I've never read the books. I haven't either. I love the David Lynch one, and I know probably people who've read the books hate it. Yeah, because it's a David Lynch movie. It's not a Dune adaptation. I think that I saw the original David Lynch one when I was like a child, and it was on TNT on a Saturday yeah. afternoon or something. I will kill you. My name is a killing word. <laughs> like I don't really remember anything about it other than man, that was Spice, fucking weird. Arrakis, yeah. Desert Planet. Uh, Satirac. Like yeah. I was like, I, I don't really remember anything about the original one. Right. I remember Sting played a Chapman stick, which is this like weird tap style stringed yeah. instrument. That's about all that I got. <laughs> uh, so I have no attachment to this property. I've never read the books. Kate yeah. read the book recently and was bored by it. Okay. Most of the time, whenever I was walking in the room and she was listening to it on like uh, Audible. I'd be like, what are you listening to? This sounds fucking boring. And I was like, it's Dune. It's Dune. Which I know is going to break a lot of people's hearts because obviously a lot of people fucking love this yeah. property. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a huge thing, obviously, in mm-hmm. the sci-fi world. So we watched the movie the other night. I'll tell you this. Tell. Do you like things that are really goddamn fucking pretty? I do. Okay, you'll probably like this. It's one of those Zendaya. movies that I have, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's one of those that has entered my, like, you know, category of movies that I will just put on with the sound off while I practice, write music, whatever, because mm-hmm. it is so goddamn aesthetically pleasing. Okay. It's insane. It's uh, it's up there, honestly, with things like Blade Runner, where you're just Isn't like- Isn't it the uh, Denis Villeneuve? I have no idea. Is it? I think so. But it's up there with, like, Blade Runner, where you're just like- how did you... What an aesthetic. 
how did you, this. Yeah, how did you make yeah. all that happen? Yeah. How did you think this up? It is just fucking gorgeous, man. The costume design, the character design, the set design, uh-huh. everything is amazing. Huh. Does it's Kyle McLaughlin ever show up? What's it? Does Kyle McLaughlin ever show up? Just Kyle like, is not there for aesthetic. Oh. Nah, I know. That sucks. Kind of a bummer. Could have just had him in the background. That yeah. would have been fun. Would have been good. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot happens. Yeah. It's I, like I mean, I know they're like planning sequels and stuff because yeah. there's like a, a bunch of the books, right? Yeah. There's a whole yeah. bunch of those, man. And I guess the first movie doesn't even really get all the way through the first book. Wow. So it's like, okay, there's a lot more to tell. Okay. Here. And uh, I don't know, man. It was pretty, but it had a lot of downtime in it. Okay. I know that's disappointing a lot of people here because I know a lot of people are just like nuts. Oh, yeah. People movie. are loving it. Yeah. And it is pretty. Okay. I have to check it out. It's yeah, on the HBO. You should. Yeah. You definitely should, man. Uh, get high on spice. Get high on some spice. Yeah. And by spice, I mean the Spice Network. Oh, man. Some softcore porn so on some satellite. scrambled softcore porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember one time... Okay, so my, my grandparents had satellite, so... Like, I had a satellite dish as a kid, you, yeah. It, 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 you, you don't get to choose whether or not the Spice Channel is there or not. You just choose if you pay for it or not. Correct. And whatever reason, sometimes it would just come in. Yeah. We found out one time that if you, if you pressed... You went to the channel and then pressed up twice yep. and then down twice. It was just clear as day. No. It what? only happened for like a week. I guess they fixed whatever the problem was. But for like a week, we watched Spice whenever we wanted. I'll tell you this, man. People these days don't know about <laughs> satellite TV. They don't. Those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, satellite dishes and titties. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> that, that sounds like if hip hop existed in the 80s, yeah. that would be a song. I think that's the next Kid Rock single. Oh, yeah. Satellite Dishes and Titties. Times was better when there was satellites and titties. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even flow well at all, but that's the point. Well, not that he ever did. No. No. No, 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 no. 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 Bless him. Spice. Bless him. So Dune, kind of boring. Oh, right. We were talking all about that Dune. To say, <laughs> Dune, pretty Kind of boring. Pretty boring. Yeah. Past that, I watched a couple of the classics that we tend to watch around this time of year. We watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is the perfect in-between Halloween and Christmas movie. I think that I enjoy it more every passing year. Yeah, me too. It's a 10. Yeah, it's great. It's. I mean, like every time I watch it, I'm kind of like amazed because it was 93 when it came out. Ode. It's old. And it doesn't look it doesn't look or feel old. No. And no, I know it really doesn't. Yeah. And I know that it, it doesn't like it, it does still hit with kids. Like one of my nephews watched it every day when he was uh like two and three years old. Wow. Every single day he yeah. would watch that movie. Hot so, topics keeping it alive, man. They are, yeah. Keeping that aesthetic going. Absolutely. So that's a treat. Also watch Plane Trains Automobiles, because uh, we always do. John Candy, Steve Martin. It's a Thanksgiving movie, man. It is. It's a. It's got a little sweetness to it. It's also fun. It's bittersweet, man. Yeah. There's some sadness in there, mm-hmm. but it is definitely a treat. Yeah. yeah. Watch that one every year. Also been watching all the um, Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episodes. Did you see the newest one? No, not yet. Oh, man. It's fun. Oh, I liked it. I can't wait. Yeah. We just watched the one uh, 
It's probably my favorite one. Whenever they're all snowed in and Bob has to go get Gail. Oh. <laughs> and he has to get her and, and her fucking out, cats. And, and his back goes drag out. Him. Yeah. Dude, whenever he goes into her apartment and she's like on crutches or whatever yeah. for no reason. And he has to uh, get Mr. Business off of that, like, Ugh. off the top of the fridge or whatever. Yeah. Sing him a song. <laughs> it's got to be something with some rhythm. Make it jazzy. <laughs> he starts, like, scatting to the cat. God damn it, dude. It's the best. Boss Burgers is the fucking best. I forgot because we're recording this before Thanksgiving, Yeah, but uh, I'm getting a vasectomy tomorrow. Are you thankful for that? I am. I am thankful for it, but there's no way I could make Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and Emily works on Thanksgiving. So we had our Thanksgiving on Monday, yesterday. I love that. That's awesome. And How'd it go? awesome and it kind of changed the way i think about thanksgiving because we i Hit had me. to because i would love to change thanksgiving i had to scale everything down because it was like a real because like my mind was like oh i'll do it wednesday and not thinking like i'm getting my vast deferent severed at three <laughs> in the afternoon when will i do it <laughs> yeah well okay yeah. yeah so then it was just kind of like i had a, a day to plan and my plan was get a rotisserie chicken so Emily went to Costco. <laughs> and usually my plan. And Costco rotisserie chickens are amazing, but she got there, sold out. Uh-oh. And that, I've never seen that at Costco. No. So sold out of rotisserie chickens. She, you know, texts me, no rotisserie chicken. I go to the store after I go to the gym thinking somebody's going to have a rotisserie chicken. Somebody's got a chick. No rotisserie chicken. So I made sweet potato casserole. Uh-huh. I made some mashy tates. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Carbs, carbs, carbs. Uh-huh. Th- those were the two things Emily uh, wanted. Like I said, wh- you know, if if uh, if all I can do is a couple dishes, what would you want? Those are the two things she chose. Yeah. Carbs. Mashed potatoes, gravy, and, and sweet potatoes. I also did uh, uh, roasted broccoli with garlic. Love it. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, And then I just thawed out a couple chicken breasts, butterflied them. Hit those chicken breasts in the pan, seared them up real good. Uh-huh. Got a nice sear on the outside. Then I made a gravy with the fond at the bottom of the fucking pan. Come on. And seriously, like, I didn't get to do my normal thing where I make the broth from scratch and everything. So sure. it was a little bit, there was less flavor than I wanted there. So in the future, I would definitely go out of my way to make my own broth. But everything else was, like, just scaled down and, and easy and ended up being, like, a more relaxing meal. Love it. That's it was awesome. Just like good. This, yeah. Th- this wasn't stressful for me and it ended up really good. So I'm probably just going to do that from now on. That's <laughs> like, kind of the thing, man, between, you know, behind every like huge Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. There is somebody that is a stressed out, sweaty mess in the kitchen. That's been yeah. slaving over this stuff for fucking yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, uh, Every Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode yeah. basically is that Bob is so fucking stressed, yep. but he loves it. And that's how I feel. Is I love... I love cooking. I love cooking, but when you can eliminate the stress, that's better. I get you, it. You get, you, get, you get maybe less than you'd want to make. I definitely want to make more stuff. I would want to make a dessert and stuff, but at, at the end of the meal, I was full, and it was really good. And people were thankful. Yeah. So I'm probably going to do that in the future. I love it. I yeah. think that sounds fucking great, man. Yeah, we've got our, our Thanksgiving plans coming up here soon, doing a little family get-together and all that jazz. That's awesome. 
should be just kind of the usual good old stuff, man. Of course, you know, the usual isn't really the usual since we didn't do it for last year. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of fun to be revisiting the usual, right? It is. That's nice. I think so. Yeah, get to see some family, have a meal. Hopefully, everybody had a had a year to chill. Yeah. So that when you get together this time, it's just like, oh, we're thankful to be together. Let's not argue. Let's not talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Why would we? Why would we do that? Yeah, let's talk about the Ultimate Warrior. Let's talk I, about you, Dub. There you go. He's a terrible person, too. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that doesn't help much. Maybe not him. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the Bushwhackers. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if you know this about the Bushwhackers, but they were like hardcore wrestlers before they came to the WWF. Really? Like, they had like bloody fucking matches. Oh. And then they were just the guys who licked kids' faces. <laughs> yeah, they did that. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll go that route instead. Yeah. Maybe have a bloody match. Maybe lick a kid's face. Who knows? Are you thankful for anything in particular this year, considering we are recording this the Tuesday yeah. before Thanksgiving? Huh. I mean, in particular this year, I mean, Emily's been kicking ass in school. Yeah. That's pretty fucking uh-huh. awesome. She 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 graduated in the spring. She started at UT already. She's already gotten through one semester. I'm thankful she's been able to do that. She's kicking ass. Good like, shit. We just, uh, just the other night had to record... A, she had to do an examination on me. Uh-oh. Uh, which is like sort of a full body assessment thing that they never actually do. Did you pass the test? Huh. I think I did. Well, she the like hope balls. is that she did. Could be smaller. <laughs> she did say that. She did say could be smaller mm. and less ball-like. Less ball-y. Yeah, I'd like it if they were uh, cuboidal. Ooh, wow. Cube That's ball. interesting. Yeah. Why don't we have that? Um, I can think of a few reasons why yeah. we don't have cute balls. Unintelligent design. That's tell you right. that. That's man. what tell it you. is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's what I'm most thankful for. What about you, Ben? Man, I'll tell you. You know, last year, considering that it was the year where nobody was commuting, nobody was going anywhere, nobody's going on road trips or anything right. like that, I was honestly very concerned. Where it was just like, you know. Podcasts are kind of made for that. They are, yeah. Podcasts are made for the commute. They Podcasts really, are made they for really the grind. Are. And I was like, man, this might be a really hard year for us. At first, it, it was a little bit. The, we, the numbers were down a little bit at first. Yeah. But then... But well, then they, they jumped right up. Yeah, this October, we had more listens than we've ever had. Crushing it. Just crushing it. Yeah. That makes me really happy. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, me the too. people that were, you know, were like, okay, I'm working from home now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not yeah. doing anything, but I'm still going to listen to this show. Yeah, because I like these idiots. That's pretty fucking yeah. sick. Because we are idiots. And we're <laughs> <Yeah>. dumb as shit. <laughs> did, did you hear earlier when we were talking about those bands? Yeah. What, Kiss Abba? Abba morons. Kiss? What? Morons. We thought that was hilarious. We did. Yeah. And yet, here you are <laughs> listening to the show. Why? Thank you, though. I don't know, but I am stoked about it. Yeah, me too. It is really a wonderful thing, man. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that in this uncertain age that somehow a podcast was able to grow. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, I hope other. I, I hope our pals over at Jack of All Graves and Neon Brainiac have seen the same growth, too. Yeah. I, I bet Taylor they have. Satan, all these yeah. other shows that we yeah. like, man. Good yeah. people, good folks. So For real. I hope that you guys are enjoying the same level of growth that we are and that everybody is having a wonderful, safe, and thankful thinking given. Yeah, me too. 
what I are know we doing? People now? are eating good food and not just fucking some dry ass, burnt out turkey. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, like that's been that was disappointing to me. I know this is the case, but I still, when I went to the store, was like, if you know, if they have a roasting chicken, I'll roast a chicken. It's like sure. forty five minutes, not that much work. Um, but around Thanksgiving, they take like all the chickens in the back, I guess, to set out the turkeys, and it's just like, man. If you're going to do a turkey, it's a lot of work to actually make it not um, dry. Terrible, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you want to do, like, a deep fry or whatever, it's dangerous. But it's awesome. It is so fucking awesome. But yeah, like a, 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 a deep fried turkey, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a scary thing to do. You got to really work hard at making sure it's dry as hell and, like, being very far away from anything that might catch on fire, et cetera. Oh, yeah. That is the best. Bash cocking a turkey, man, cutting that turkey up, that's no fun. Do but it. it it does make it, it better. It works. Yeah. I but we gotta move away from turkey. I know, right? Let's it's just, really not that much better. I know it's not. a tradition, but it's not that good. Yeah. It's not. Why don't we make it a tradition to have steaks or something? Why not? Just have a tradition where you uh I don't know, chicken Kiev. Oh, <laughs> that's wrap nice too. Chicken breast in a Stick of butter and go at it. I'm okay with that. Me too. I'd be thankful for that, for sure. Yeah, me too. Man, I'll tell you what. One thing I am thankful for is this movie that we're fucking talking about today. The Frictioners. The Frictioners. The Frictioners. From 19... Do you think that's the porn parody? The Frictioners? Yes. Yeah. You're getting some mad friction going on. Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you what. This movie, it's got a lot of dead people in it. It sure does have a lot of dead people it's in it. It's got a lot of dead, hot people in it. Well. Doesn't it? Uh, I Bunch mean, Sean McBride's a handsome ghosts, dude. Right? Yeah. I mean. Uh, Michael J. Fox dies. Michael J. Fox dies. He's a fox. Spoilers. Yeah. It's in the name. Um, I, His wife's pretty. So, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some hot ladies and, and fellers in this. I know, right? Yeah. Kind of makes you start to wonder if this thing was maybe funded by... Big Necro. Oh, man. I Big think they're just necro. out there trying to make us fuck the dead. They always are after us. Like, hey, you know, dead bodies, etc. Yeah. Maybe you're into it. Maybe you like them. Maybe this is for you. Maybe you think they're dead and lovely. Oh, right there on brand. <laughs> Come on. Makes me wonder. Ooh, and it makes me wonder. Led Zeppelin style. Yeah. Also makes me wonder if we can get on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace, and there's a preview palace down the road. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but then I couldn't get the rhythm right, so I'll it. just go welcome to the preview you. palace. Fucking tag team yeah. into this shit, man. <laughs> I just wonder if this is the only movie mm-hmm. that has been funded by Big Necro. No, there's no way. There's no way, because I can think of five to six off the top of my head. Sending us some very fuckable ghosts. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean... Just recently, pushing their agenda. Just recently, we watched a movie called "A Busters of Ghost." Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, "A Busters Buster Ghost. of Ghost." Uh-huh. Yeah, Ghostbusters. You Ghost could even say Busters, where a Dan Aykroyd fantasizes about fucking a ghost. Do you think Big Necro isn't behind that? Come on, you kidding Come me? Come on, they're like, hey, listen, wouldn't it be fun? What a dream it would be. To I'd fuck like a to ghost. know the paycheck that was attached. To Ray Parker Jr. for including the line that Bustin makes him feel good. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Big Necro definitely paid for that. 
clearly. You know the lawsuit, the the Huey Lewis lawsuit. You know Ray Parker's Jr. Uh, attorneys were funded by Big Neck Row. Yeah, obviously. Because they were like, we got to defend. Busted makes you feel good. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're saying that fucking a ghost, <laughs> a dead person. Yeah. Makes you feel good. Yeah. Exactly. Follow the dollar, y'all. Follow the money, and you will find. What's going on with Big Necro? Mm-hmm. You know who they used to pay? Who? Anna, Anna Cole Smith. Remember? <gasps> she said she fucked a ghost that one time. She did say that. She did. Spa, baby. It's so weird. She said she fucked a ghost and it was unrelated to her 100-year-old husband. <laughs> yeah. But she was definitely working for Big Necro now that I think about it. Did she die before him? No, he died before her. He died? Yeah, okay. he died, yeah. Yeah. And then there was like a bunch of contentious losses. Blah, blah, blah. Trim spot, baby. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Definitely funded by Big Necro, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things that we have watched that you know are just blatant propaganda. For sure. I mean, what do you know about one of those movies that everybody identifies as a sexual awakening flick okay from the 19 and 90s okay featuring a bunch of hotties and hunks Mm -hmm. some of which are definitely expired yeah i think i know what you're talking about in egypt all right yeah yeah yeah. narrowing it down talking about sahara with matthew mcconaughey right oh okay okay actually no 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 oh no talking close the mummy 1998. Mummy. Yeah. Dude, okay. So you're telling me you're going to give me this big old fucking hunky boy, Pharaoh man. Who's dead as hell. Clearly not alive. He is unliving. And guess who who he's obsessed with? Another dead person. Oh my God. This is like double necro. Yeah, it is. It's double necro hardcore, man. Hardcore double necro. And you know Big Necro paid a lot of dollars. 100%. They were like, fill it with with hotties and hunks so that everybody's like really sexually open and then be like, hey, maybe fuck a a, a dead person. Oh, you like that person? Did you notice that they're not alive? Hey, you know how you didn't notice that? Because it's not a big deal. Go ahead and fuck them. Hey, they're cold, but they're hot. (laughs) You know? It was right. Hidden in plain sight. Realize this is worse than best dead kids. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, we've done some things. I walked into this innocently thinking this is just fun. Nope. No, we're talking about corpse fucking. Pretty fucking bad. But they started it. They did. They're the ones paying for it. Yeah. Assholes. And making dollars on the back end. Uh huh. They're loving it. They're just rolling around in their necro dollars. Hell yeah. I'm glad the presidents on this are dead, they say. Ooh, ooh, they're hot. (laughs) Give me them uh, Andrew Jacksons. Oh, yeah. That's that's the one you think of when you think of hot. You're like, oh, that Andrew Jackson. Ooh. I'm telling you, Sacagawea, hey. Hey. Flip me a coin, you know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-oh, look out. (laughs) I'll say that, man. Now, what do you know about a movie? What was about a whole bunch of people? What was undead? Uh Uh-huh sparkly uh secretly mormony and very mm-hmm. attractive right what do you think about that twilight scenario do you think twilight. that big necro has some hands in that do you think they were throwing dollar papers at old stephanie myers i think, trying to get this yeah. thing fucking publicized i think that makes all the sense in the world especially the way that they portray like you know a werewolf is someone who is like a double alive person true they're alive in two forms wow so they portray Jacob as sucking. 
Yeah, that's true. And then the guy and who actually sucks alive. is dead. And they're like, no, he's great and he's wonderful and he sparkles in the sunlight. Total honk. Yeah. I mean, you make the choice. Isn't it obvious? Do you want the living one or the dead one? Now, do you think that they were pissed whenever um, in the third or fourth or w- the last one? One of them. Whenever Kristen Stewart turns into a vampire, where they're like, what the fuck, man? We paid you money to have an alive person fucking a dead person. Wow. It is now it's just two way. dead people. Wow. Yuck. It's so cold that it's hot again. Cold <laughs> plus cold equals hot, maybe? Is that cold, what they were thinking? Yeah. It's a it's negative times negative is a positive. Is a positive, yeah, right. So yeah. Cold on cold. Cold on cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. They were clearly pushing their agenda there. They're making all mm-hmm. these attractive people being deceased. Yeah. Look Come how on. dead they are. Everybody wants to fuck them. Oh, so dead. Uh-huh. Dead as hell. Deader than Dave Thomas's parents. Dead. <laughs> and that's pretty fucking dead. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they might be alive. Who knows? I'll tell you what. You can't even keep a classic hunk away from being dead and hot. Dead okay. and lovely, even. Yeah. What do you know about a guy what stormed Nakatomi Plaza before he was bribed by Big Necro to be attractive and deceased yeah. in an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. Yeah, we're talking about a Bruce Willis in a sixth sense. Come on. I think yeah. the sixth sense is horniness. <laughs> That's the real twist. I mean, can you imagine? Because this kid can see dead people. Yeah. Some people who are dead are hot. Did you know the original line they had written for Harley Joel Erzmerant Yeah, was "I see hot people." Yeah, yeah. But then they were like, "That doesn't really. That's not much of a reveal." Yeah, obviously they're hot. Yeah, everybody is already thinking these people he's seeing are attractive. What's synonymous with hot? And then Big Necro was right there Dead. with a check. Dead. Uh-huh. Dead is synonymous with hot. Here's your check. Mm-hmm. Check written for deadness yeah the memo line was for dead for dead <laughs> one billion dollars wow a big lot necro is just throwing out the money they got the big bucks you know what now that i think about it big necro must have they must be funding like the anti-mask and like anti-vax they want them dead they want them dead because they're like wow. we need more hot people to choose from the numbers are dwindling. <laughs> Why do we do this? I don't know. I don't know. But people are either going to enjoy it or skip through it. So whatever. That's the exact same thing I, bet I said about a movie. What featured one Swayze, what I'm crazy about. Ooh. Plus a Demi, mm-hmm. maybe Demi dead more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ghost is like. Like it's it's really romanticizing, you know. What if what if a dead person could come back and fuck you? Yeah, wouldn't you be excited about that? Maybe I'll do some potting. Maybe you'll pot it up. The pottery, the pottery, <laughs> featured by the hottery, right? Pottery One comes first, featuring hottery, featuring hottery. Yeah, they said mm-hmm. clearly this was pushing the big necro agenda. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was like if someone dies. That's not the end of your relationship. Yeah. Just because they're dead. Don't, uh-uh. let, don't let society tell you. I heard tell that there was a meeting with the producers where they were like, you know, we got Swayze on board for this project. What's the only thing that can make him hotter? 
Oh, if he didn't have breath in his lungs. <laughs> That's the only thing. Can you guys imagine just not breathing cold body? Oh, my God. Not even having a body. Oh, man. Even better. You're getting me off, brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hence, ghost. Hence, that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg doesn't shave her eyebrows. They're dead. That's the that's deal? That's part of it, yeah. Her eyebrows died. Oh, my God. Yeah. She so, just lives it 24-7 every 24/7, day. 24-7, she's wearing her Big Necro Death advertisement. Brows. Death brows. She's like a billboard for Big Necro. That's definitely like a, a manga of some sort, right? Death brows. Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure That's got to exist. That and it is about, about right. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. Even the biggest family-friendly corporations are not immune to the wiles oh, yeah? of Big Necro. I'm talking about the studios that brought us fucking Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. It's a small world after all. Okay. All these franchises. Sure. They got in with Big Necro, and they produced a franchise of movies what features a bunch of swarthy, just stinky, smelly, rum-drunk, and horny pirates. Oh. Of the Caribbean. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And these guys... They're really going for it. They're skeleton folks. Obviously. When the moonlight night, hits them. But by day, hunks. And isn't the implication there that you can't please them, which is kind of an invitation to try real hard to do it? You got to try Yeah, you got to try your ass off if you yeah. want to please these skeleton pirates. I mean, yeah. If you want to get boned. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? They are clearly in the bone zone. They are <laughs> skeletal. They are. They're like, how could we make it more obvious I mean, that these are attractive, dead pirates? Maybe they're even made of bones. They yeah. don't even have boners. They are boners. They are boners. I think that was how the meeting went down. I think so, too. And then Big Necro paid them. Big Necro was like, thank you. Thank you for the truth. Let me pad your pockets with dollar papers. Here are the dollar papers that come from our necrofeeling businesses yeah they well, said it you know what i bet big necro and big funeral they probably got a little bit of overlap they're working together about. for sure mm-hmm. they're definitely yeah. working together big they're funeral. making it hot they're making it so that tombstones are sexy again if there's not a rapper out there named big funeral <laughs> there needs to be big funeral and little skittle are touring together <laughs> Real soon. Little Skittle. Little Skittle. How could you forget Little Skittle? I, I don't know. Little Skittle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the whole time they're like they're you know, they're they're flouting around, they're Johnny Depp, they're fuck o depo. Fuck o depo. Oh, yeah. this guy's such a hunk, he plays rock guitar. Oh, he also he's so a many, skeleton he in has the moon. So many bracelets. Yeah. But then in the nighttime, under the moon, he's just a living boner. Yeah. And and uh and and what's her name? Elizabeth Swan. She's uh-huh. like I want to fuck him. Yeah, well, she says that. You know, in well, the movie. And uh, wait, doesn't so wait doesn't William boot, Bootstrap Bill's son, William Turner, doesn't he like? But isn't he technically dead? And after the second one, doesn't yeah. he like lose his heart and he can only come to land? Yep. One, and he That's comes right. to land to fuck her. Mm-hmm. Uh, his original name was Fuckstrap Bill. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Pull yourself up by your fuckstraps. Fuckstrap Bill. 
That was his name. It is known. More evidence of just big necro yeah. <laughs> throwing money into the entertainment industry, trying to tell us to all turn into necrophiles. Yes, that's what they're trying to do. It's there. It's clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, while they made fucking Beetlejuice and gave us Batman as a corpse. And he's trying to marry a teenager. Okay, that's going beyond the pale. Well, listen, big necro and, and big pedo got together. <laughs> Clearly. And they were like, listen, our, our, our interests have aligned. Oh, you got your pedo and my necro. You got your necro and my pedo. God, this is bad. <laughs> delete this. <laughs> Make a note and I, delete this. So I, I love that, like, literally a couple of hours from now, this comes out. Mm. I don't even have the time to think about it. To think no ahead and guessing. be like, you know what? Fuck, I'll cut that bit. That's just going in. I'm still going to be drunk when this comes out. Me too. So that's kind of what's up. Kind of worrisome. Nah. Nah. I think Big Necro and Big Pedo <laughs> coming together is something people can all laugh at. You know what? If somebody's got a problem with it, I got a message for them. Ain't nobody going <laughs> to tell me how to live off. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to tell me not to fuck a corpse. You know Big Necro <laughs> offered to pay Kid Rock, and yeah. he was like, no, guys, listen. You know what? I got something even better going. I'm going to get boomers <laughs> to feel like they're cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Big Necro was like, that's disgusting, and left. <laughs> we're, we're out of here. <laughs> we're out of here. That's beyond the pale, sir. Yeah. You're riding a giant dick into space. Yucky. Too much. <laughs> Something about participation it's not a trophies. Dick, it's a bird. I'm flipping them off. It is clearly a large dong, sir. Why do you keep stroking it? Good day to you. <laughs> Good day to you. Good lord, man. What else we got? <laughs> I'll tell you what. They were trying to get us as kids. Yeah. They were trying to get us early that with that right. Disney fucking shit, man. They were trying to be like, you know what's hot? This sleeping princess who's definitely dead. Uh huh. And then along comes a guy who's like, you know what? My kisses could bring you right back to life. I'm going to kiss this corpse back to fucking, he said. <laughs> that was the original dialogue. <laughs> that was. That was the original it's dialogue Sleeping Beauty by Sleeping Disney. Beauty. I'm going to kiss this corpse back to fucking. If and I smooch on her, she'll get fuckable again. Yeah, that's the how that works. Said. <laughs> okay, honestly, though, that's not too far off from the original Grim Brothers collected no, story it is yeah she actually woke up and like had already given birth by that point so what yeah that's in the original sleeping beauty story they boned while she was out oh and she woke up and had kids so actually the stuff we're making fun of is less bad than the original yeah we're on top big here ne- big necro's been around for a long time yeah clearly yeah. uh-huh going way back in the day man yeah it ain't no good no, it, we got to take down Big Necro. I mean, it all goes back to the Egyptians. We see it back in this movie here, too, mm-hmm. where we got the judge fucking a sarcophagus. Uh, that's in this movie we're talking about today. Yeah, and that's why we're doing this preview palace, because yeah, of yeah. that exact scene, which is probably one of the more problematic scenes in this movie. I think, that. Yeah. There's some other elements, too. Yeah, there's some other elements. Okay, so we're talking Frighteners. Here we go. Into the movie. Now we're here. Now we're here. Let us know your other 
big necro movie yeah please yeah maybe don't because you'll get banned from facebook yeah don't yeah don't don't start talking share it in a message maybe it's that maybe i don't want it to be that sounds even grosser if it's private if somebody's like hey steve uh let me tell you did you ever think about how bambi is maybe a necrophilia. Movie. You ever notice how hot they met her mom after she died? You know what I'm talking about. You know what they were talking about. No, huh? please don't send me that. Yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> um, so we're talking about a Peter Jackson movie. What are we doing? Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. We've been doing it for, this is episode 241. That's a lot. So we've been doing this exact thing for 241 episodes, and People I'm still, still not sure what it is. Yeah, yeah same hey it's working yeah if it works don't question it too much there right? you go the I, frighteners the frighteners <laughs> so this is uh this is a peter jackson movie this is you know uh peter jackson we've talked about him before dead alive um he uh, was a splatter horror type of guy really gory shit oftentimes just you know funny meet the feebles etc type of thing where there's some humor to it there's some commentary to it, but mostly it's blood and guts. It's gross. Yeah. And it's good. And then he did a little movie a couple of years before this called Heavenly Creatures, which is about a, a real life murder oh. uh, starring Kate Winslet and Melanie Linsky. I ain't seen it. It's great. Yeah. It's a great movie. Is it, it a comedy? Is it a horror? What kind of genre is uh, it? It's, it's like a psychological drama. Like, oh. Yeah. It, it, it was like his proof of concept that he's not just a you know schlocky horror director like he knows what he's doing um and so this movie following that movie it it kind of creates this weird clashy tone where i think some people in this movie are taking it real seriously michael j fox particularly i think so and then other people are like this is a peter jackson movie it's supposed to be funny jeffrey combs jeffrey combs so we got problem i mean this is a movie i enjoy but i also still don't know what the tone is i still don't know if it's supposed to be funny most of the time it's a little questionable yeah when did you watch this movie for the first time oh it was back back in the the 90s i remember the advertisements for this in in uh comic book that's what i was gonna say i didn't see this movie until maybe i think like a year ago okay i want to say i talked about it on the show when i was like i watched this movie the frighteners i'd never seen it Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that I remember the ads in the comic books. Like, I remember on the back, you know, page of the Marvel comics where it had, like, the the movie poster that was just kind of like a white latex screen with, like, yeah. a skeleton kind of poking through it. Yeah. Kind of like Freddy Krueger style. Yeah. And not knowing anything about it, but I definitely remembered the poster. Yes. So I watched it for the first time last year, and I was kind of like, the tone is a little all over the place, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, that's, and that's that's how I still feel. Still how I feel yeah. about it. Is the tone is all over the place. It's a little too long. But I don't hate it. No. I don't hate I don't hate it for that. I think it's 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 a unique movie in it a is. lot of ways. Like it's doing some Ghostbusters stuff, obviously. Yep. But it's got a way different tone, a Very. way different sort of setup. And Michael J. Fox is much more serious. I don't think that's what they intended. I don't think they brought on Michael J. Fox for him to be serious. I no. thought they wanted, I think maybe they wanted back to the future Michael J. Fox. But this is a Michael J. Fox who is, I believe around this time, 
handling of Parkinson's diagnosis and wanting to be closer to his family. This is the last movie he starred in. I didn't realize that until I read some trivia about it where, yeah, this is his last big movie starring role before he just was Mm. just like, you know, I need to go back to just doing TV stuff. So I can be with my family. And I get it. I respect it. Ah, Me too, 100%. I mean, and and he's Michael J. Fox. He's great. Uh, He he just is a little off tone for me where I think what Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh probably envisioned was the dude from from dead alive Mm -hmm. brain dead if you're in europe etc um they they envisioned him being a little more like maybe making more fun with his face which is something michael j fox does really well in back to the future sure uh, maybe a little more light in the moments that are supposed to be heavy because that's kind of how brain dead feel is that you know he's dealing with the death of his mom but it's also comical and funny. Yeah, and ridiculous and fucking gross. Yeah. And that weird Kiwi humor that yeah. Peter Jackson has such a good grasp on. Yeah, and but I then, think that's what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like in contrast to something like Dead Alive, which does all those things, it is funny and real and gross mm-hmm. and scary and funny. You know, this movie was uh, produced and put together by old... Well, the other Bobby Z, the other yeah. Rob Zemeckis, uh-huh. the yeah. not Rob Zombie. Yeah. This Bobby Zed um, was producing Tales from the Crypt at the time, and oh. he wanted this movie. He he got the treatment that uh, Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson wrote while they were writing Heavenly uh, Creatures. They came up with this idea. They wrote a three-page treatment, sent it to their, their agent. The agent kind of shipped it around, showed it to a few people. Robert Zemeckis got it on his desk, read it, and he was like, oh, I like this. So he hired them to write the full script with the intention of it being a Tales from the Crypt movie. So it would have been the follow-up to Demon Knight. Oh. Um, A branded property. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I I think, you know, when we see this movie, if you see the the theatrical cut, it's it's like an hour fifty something. The That's director's cut too. is like two two minute two hours and something. Ooh. Um, I think what probably happened was looking at the finalized script. It was like, oh, we're not gonna have space for uh crypt keeper wraparound like the setup and the ending with the crypt keeper. That, that you would expect from a Tales from the Crypt movie. Maybe we just make this its own thing. And then Zemeckis was also supposed to direct this, but then after he read the script, he was like, you know, actually, this is this is something you should direct. This is your script. This is your vision. I think you would be best to direct it. And so that's how we, we get what we've got as the final product rather than as a Tales from the Crypt movie. Instead, they ended up doing Bordello of Blood, which came out, 96 as well mm-hmm. with Dennis Miller and it's something yeah yeah <laughs> it is something it is sure. something um but yeah so you got Zemeckis and and Peter Jackson attached and the uh Universal gave them full artistic license and final cut uh uh authority okay so the end result of this is what Zemeckis wanted I would assume. Hmm. But I feel like it's not what Peter Jackson probably I wonder wanted. about that. You know, yeah. because especially after watching Dead Alive and seeing, you know, again, how well he deals with horror and comedy at the same yeah. time. 
while also dealing with a serious situation. Because right. Dead Alive is about a guy who's dealing with an overbearing mother who's made him like incapable of really interacting with other people. Yeah. And he's overcoming that. Right. Yeah. And he does it very well in that movie yeah. while making it ridiculous and over the top and gory and disgusting and at the same time and fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, this, I can't help but feel feels a little bit neutered like i feel like somebody was telling him like the american audience won't understand right. if you go that far with it you've got to keep it kind of within the reins of being like yeah it's kind of scary it's kind of funny like, right keep it a little bit more conservative i yeah. feel like you know knowing what we know of peter jackson that he was kind of held back a little bit here he does feel that way to me too i and like he originally had rick baker signed on to do makeup effects legendary and i feel like if rick baker had continued instead of going to nutty professor if he had con like continued to work on this they probably would have done way more practical effects than cgi yeah um instead they use weta works which was you know uh, who he had worked with up to that point these weta works and they decide to do CGI, and at that point, Wetaworks had one computer. A computer. A single computer. To Wh do. Which is also to say, like, a 19, what, 94, 95 Yeah, a 1994 computer. So not much. So not much. So uh, obviously, then Universal had to invest a lot in getting them more, more computers, access to more people who could actually work those computers and things, which then made Wetaworks prime candidate to do the effects for lord of the rings which is interesting to me and i feel like maybe peter jackson gamed the system a little bit i don't I know wonder. and i don't know if he would ever be able to say aloud that he did because yeah. he's still got to work with these people but i feel like he kind of gamed the system where he was like i want to make a big budget epic in new zealand I need a company in New Zealand who could make it. If I make this movie for Universal and get them to fund Wetaworks to become a CGI powerhouse. Build that thing up. Then I can make the movie I want to make. I get it. Okay, I, And yeah. I wonder if that's what happened. Yeah, he was kind of playing two steps ahead of the game here, yeah. is what you're saying. Because the next movie he makes is is Lord of the Rings. and he was That's working. unbelievable. I know. It's, in, it's insane to think he went from... The Frighteners failing in 96 to three of the biggest movies of ever. the early 2000s. I mean, or ever. ever. Dude. Yeah, you're right. Ever. I mean, destroyed every Oscar category yeah. that there is. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of hard to believe because the effects in this are so fucking bad. They are. And that's because of exactly what I just said. The company that was hired to do it started with one computer. I mean, and come on. everything was rushed. And there's so much CGI. There are hundreds of effect shots yeah. in this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's there's a lot of horror movies out there that you watch, and they're like, yeah, there's a couple dozen effect shots we had to do with computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. This movie is covered yeah. in effect shots mm -hmm. in an age where it was honestly a little too early to be doing that. Well, a little too early to be doing it in a rush because For sure. Jurassic Park had come out in 93. Uh, that looks pretty fucking good. Toy Story came out the year before this. Full CGI. Looks better. Looks better than this. The year after this, Starship Troopers comes out. Like, And honestly, I watched that recently, and the effects in that are still pretty fucking good. Exactly. So, like, 
I, I wanted to, in watching this, I wanted to excuse the effects for it's 1996 but then looking at all the movies that came out around it, it's like actually that's not an excuse the actual uh, reason is they were rushed and they didn't have what they needed to do it need i remind you of fucking terminator 2 yes absolutely <laughs> like, come the fuck four on. years before this yeah terminator 2 blows this out of the water i mean i'm sure it had a way bigger budget but still it's just showing you like okay computer effects didn't have to be this shitty yeah they didn't they this didn't looks like to. a playstation one game it does in a lot of the it really scenes. does uh, like the 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 reaper looks 2d no matter what's happening yeah there's it, no depth to it whatsoever, none whatsoever. No. it looks like a flitting piece of paper yeah most of the time it never looks like it's actually interacting with what's going yeah. on and sometimes that's okay where it's like it's moving unnaturally fast and that's cool yeah that works but, but then like later on in the movie when it's like wrestling with michael j fox uh-uh. there's so many yeah, scenes where I'm like, that works. i i can't tell what's going on here i think though again like in me trying to understand like really for me watching the frighteners now is trying to comprehend how peter jackson went from the frighteners to lord of the rings i know right because it's such a huge jump and it's just a couple of years i mean he started working on it in what 98 99 yeah so like a couple of years from this we then get fellowship fellowship of the ring like yeah that's a mind-blowing Pretty big jump it is and and i feel like some of this movie kind of helped him to prove he could direct a movie that was mostly cgi or full of cgi yeah that's fair because a lot of the scenes do a really good job of eyeline. That's a problem you see a lot in early CGI. True. The person who's supposedly talking to the CGI thing is not looking at the thing's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this does have a few times where I'm like, no, like they didn't get it right, but it's because the the ghost will be in motion and Michael J. Fox is talking to it, and it's a pretty good eyeline the whole time. But... It, because most of the CGI is is really flat, yeah, it's very. hard for him to follow anything in space in a convincing way. Yeah, but I it, I think it does at the at the end of the movie it does kind of prove like well Peter Jackson could do this so that's going to help him get the funding to do Lord of the Ring, even if this movie didn't make a lot of money, it shows the, it's a proof of concept like yeah. I could make a movie and make it convincing. Even though there's a lot of CGI in it. Sure. Yeah. It's really easy to sit here and dunk on all the bad effects in here. I mean, there there are yeah. a lot that there look are. really bad. But there's also there's some that look pretty good, man. Yeah. I think that the design of the judge it's that good. Rick Baker yeah, did, right? Yeah, Rick Baker right? did that. Uh-huh. I think that that guy looks pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. He's got this like jaw that's falling off and like... His like lips have eroded away, so he's just got these like mm-hmm. exposed teeth. But the way that his face moves while he's talking and stuff is still reasonably convincing. Yeah. I yeah. think he looks pretty fucking cool. And that's Gomez Adam. Dude, I didn't know that until I started looking at the cast for this, where I was like, holy shit, that's what I know that guy from. Yeah. Fucking Gomez. The OG Gomez. John Aston. You may know that last name from Sean Aston. John Aston is his adoptive dad. Wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, Peter Jackson moved from working with John Aston to Sean Aston in a couple of years. Is Sean Aston an orphan? Uh, this okay. I didn't exactly think we'd talk about this, but let's talk about this. 
Sean Astin's dad situation is interesting because uh-huh. his mother is Patty Duke. And uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Sean Astin's mother huh? is Patty Duke. <laughs> I don't know if anybody like well, it's I not fucking secret didn't information. Know that. Yeah. Um, his as a child, his mother thought his father either was Desi Arnaz Jr. or this other guy. I think who was an accountant. Turns out what? it was the accountant guy, but she wasn't sure. Um, and then she, while when he was like a year old, she married John Aston, who. Uh, you know, fell in love with uh, Sean and and adopted him, and Aww. you know uh, was kind of his dad for a while until they divorced. And then um, there's also another guy that Sean Aston <laughs> thinks of as a father figure, who was like his second stepdad. What? So he, Sean Aston has said that he he basically has four dads because all of them have been in his life and have been like a part of his life as he he grew up. I had no idea. Yeah. What so, the fuck? Interesting life that Sean Aston had, but he's not in this movie. John Aston is. Yeah, he is. And he's Gomez as hell. But yeah, the 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 effect looks great. I think like the I the jaw so. effect, it it's good. Because I, mean, I even think he's like hollowed out like rib cage. Oh yeah, that area. looks good. Like, that looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah, it works. His uh, dog, <laughs> not, <laughs> not so, so much. much. Yeah, it looks like he just filmed like a bunch of uh, green screen like Jack Link's jerky. And then told someone it's a dog. Yeah, no, that's a dog. Is for it? For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. keep wanting okay. to take a bite out of it right, for some reason. Right, there's the ears, <laughs> and there's the tail. Oh, yeah. Oh. You see? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, Trust yeah, me, it's yeah. not jerky. Oh. All right. Okay, if Is you say dog. it's not jerky, what's the dog's name, then? Uh, Is it jerky? Uh, Is the dog's uh, name jerky? Uh, Jack. Jackie. Links, <laughs> right? Jack. Links, Dirk. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, the dog looks bad. Oh, also, so bad. I okay. I didn't realize until the third time I watched it exactly what was going on with the makeup. But six hours into watching this, <laughs> yes. Woof. There, it's supposed to be ectoplasm. The, I thought it was real, tears. Bu- the real bukkake is. Yes. I thought. For because for all of them it's coming out of their eyes. I mean, it explains that they have ectoplasm coming out of their orifices, and that's what made me go like, "Oh, that's what the fuck that is." They look I real it jazzy. Was, it does. It looks like jizz. Yes, yeah. it looks like they're crying jizz. Yeah. Like, wh- why? Just you don't need that when you're going to make them this translucent blue. I get it. They're ghosts. They're ghosts. Yeah. I get that. Like with uh, uh, Ray. That's his yeah. name, right? Mm-hmm. Like he starts off and he's a ghost and he looks normal and then he just gets progressively more like, ectoplasmy. Yeah, yeah, more jazzy mm-hmm. more as he jazzy. goes on. Yeah. Definitely more jazzy. And it's just like, I don't I don't really know what that's conveying exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of deep lore to this that just isn't in the movie, right. which is crazy for a movie that has too much in it anyway. It's like two hours yeah. as it is, man. Like yeah. that, that is one thing about this flick that like overall my first impression after watching it and taking notes and stuff was, it's like, man, this is absolutely fucking 20 pounds of shit in a five pound sack. Yes. There is so much going on. And I realize, like, so far, we have mostly fucking ragged on this movie. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do like this movie. I I think we still need to criticize it, though. Because, of course. 
there is because we're white dudes doing a podcast. Yeah, there are people out there who need to hear a white man's opinion, right? They need it. Like where where else would they get? Oh a, come on! Like what are you just gonna walk up to a random white man and ask him his opinion? And he'll give it to you? No way! Not especially if he's straight like us. <laughs> they, you know, our kind straight white people, we never give out our never opinions. unsolicited opinion Listen, givers. We're as solitary as clams. <laughs> straight whites, right? That's how we are. So, I, but I, I think I mean like <laughs> it. It's it isn't a classic. It's got it's got a following. It didn't do well in the theaters at the time. It's not even one that I heard a lot about for no. a while after. But it has kind of come back because you know Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings and became this huge film director. And it's like this is the transition period, and it does have the awesomeness of splatter peter jackson in there yeah so it's it's got enough if you're a peter jackson fan for that you can recognize it if you know what you're looking for and it also has like it even though the story is drawn out and too big it does have a good solid story of a a guy who's lost his wife and because of his proximity to death is now able to see ghosts and these ghosts are interacting with the real world the whole time and he never knew it now he's learned that and now there's also a ghost who's been killing this entire time who's pretending to be the grim reaper that's a little convoluted but wait hang on it's not just that it's that there's a michael j fox whose wife was having problems with their marriage and then they had a car crash because he's a terrible fucking driver because he's a terrible yeah he drive he and he should not be allowed car a hundred times this movie yeah (laughs) but then she dies but she dies with a number carved in his head with a box knife that goes missing but then there's also this serial killer and his girlfriend who carved the numbers into heads and then uh uh, his ashes are in an urn. You just tore that mo- moment down for me because I did not recognize until just this second. The car crash killed his wife, and then the the couple who are the killers claimed her death? Yeah, kind of. What? She's probably on her way out anyway. Is that is that what it was? Like, did the, the Grim Reaper slash um, uh, Jake Busey kill her, and that's what made him wreck? Uh, though we see okay there's no reason for that know. question though because we see what happens and all it is is he gets in a wreck yeah and then yeah i, I guess jake Busey and his girlfriend are nearby maybe <laughs> having like to a, be there at the same time this is a big necro situation they were totally. in the woods just screwing yeah and then they were like oh dead body let's go claim that one i like it that's number 13 yeah. there Ooh, hot why, number 69 why, why the long okay so there was a huge gap from 12 to 13 and then from 13 to 38 like just a bit of a leap five months i think is what they said or was it a year he said there was a year ago. Uh, it was a year or something yeah yeah jeffrey Combs said a year ago is when so in a year they killed uh, 25 people with a rash of heart attacks a rash of heart attacks which they're recognizing as like a public health crisis yeah God damn it. 
Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more convoluted it is. It really is. Because, yeah, ultimately, at the start of it, there is this thing with Michael J. Fox and his wife and their tumultuous relationship mm-hmm. and his basketball court where she that wanted so a garden. St- He's an asshole. Like, the thing is, the problem for me is that Frank is an asshole. He sucks. Yeah. Like, the the death of his wife in a car wreck has not stopped him from driving like an insane person that Doesn't could seem that easily way. kill anyone yeah okay yeah um i i don't know what's likable likable about that he's conning people who've dealt with recent deaths he is a con artist it is definitely revealed so he's kind there, of yeah. a piece of shit taking advantage of people in Take, his situation yeah. yeah i just don't see the only likable quality is he's Michael J. Fox. That's very likable. Yeah, exactly. You see him and you're like, he's likable. And then everything he does is like, this character sucks. But what about some of the other people that were proposed to maybe play this part? I mean, they wrote it with Michael J. Fox in mind, sure. but they also had some other people that they were like, maybe yeah. Danny DeVito could be him. By the way, Danny DeVito, good choice. I'd have been here for it. I would have been here for it, too. It would have changed the tone entirely and probably would have made it more of a Peter Jackson movie. I think it so. Would have been a, like, especially if you keep the romance angle in there. Yeah. It would have been a very sweet, like, Danny DeVito is, like, dealing with the death of his wife. Like, already saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's uh, more affecting. Yeah. Because he's got this, like, quality to him where, I don't know what it is. I've been watching Always Sunny, like, reruns uh, recently, and, like... Danny DeVito can be the most disgusting guy, and a second later, you care about everything. Like he can just easily turn you into like, oh man, that he's not even hateable in Matilda. Exactly. So like, yeah, Danny DeVito could have worked. They considered Tom Cruise wouldn't have worked. Tom Cruise has no emotion and shouldn't be in any movie. No, unless he's you know doing insane stunts. Tom Gunn, you know, or in the Jack Reacher films. Where all he does is uh, be right and have a woman character nearby to be like, God damn it, Jack, you were right again. I like that. How right are you all the time? And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm so right. (laughs) Scientology. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That would have been terrible. They also considered Johnny Depp, which I think actually could have worked. I think could have worked. Yeah, could have worked. It would have added a a nice weirdness. Like if it was like that, like uh, like Sleepy Hollow kind of tone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's around that time. That's what I was thinking. Could have worked. He'd pull a sort of Ichabod crane and like he would add the charm that's missing here, which is I don't think Michael J. Fox's fault at all because we know Michael J. Fox can be very charming. Clearly. But again, he's dealing with a Parkinson's diagnosis. Come on. Yeah. Like he's a young guy who has just found out like, oh, fuck, I'm going to start losing muscular control. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it currently. Yeah. Uh, so I get that, but totally. also then that's like a good reason to be like, you know, maybe you should go home. We cast somebody else to do this movie because it's just a silly, stupid movie. Go home, be with your family. Sure. We'll shoot this movie in New Zealand and pretend it's California. Because they definitely did that. They definitely did. And it looks nothing like no. anything but New Zealand. Uh-huh. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. If anything, like it really just looks like the same town that Dead Alive was shot in. Absolutely, and There's probably like this, is this huge like uphill uh-huh. kind of slant to this yeah. town. It looks exactly like Dead Alive. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about it. I I really do think. Yeah, that that. I mean, it's a shame to say too, because I love Michael J. Fox. And I know. I think right? he could have nailed this role, but he was just in a period where this was not. 
this was not the tone for him. And so he's it. a little obviously. more serious. Uh, obviously. He's yeah. a little more serious than everybody else. Also, uh, Trini Alvarado, who plays Lucy Linsky, she's super serious too, but that would have worked as a great foil to him being goofy and silly. Sure. Like, like Again, she, dead alive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Maria, that's her name, right? I, I think, think so, yeah. yeah. She would have been the more Maria character who's just like, she she's enjoying this ride with this goofy weirdo. That would have been fun. I, c- I could see that. But again, yeah, Michael J. Fox is just, his tone is super serious, which works for the background he's coming from. He's this guy who feels guilt about the death of his wife, and now he's also dealing with seeing ghosts. But then we have the silly scenes, like with the dog in his house, and when he, like, bug sprays, uh, what's his name, uh, Stuart. Yeah. Like, we have those silly scenes, and when he's, like, conning people, those silly scenes... Kind of go Ghostbusters-y, yeah. Yeah, Ghostbusters-y, but again, he's doing, he should be doing Bill Murray, but he's too serious. He's not, he's not coming off as a con artist, he's coming off as a guy who's super serious about what he's doing that he knows is a con. Yeah. And I'd rather it be the Bill Murray funny con than the, I'm super serious, I know I'm stealing money from you, uh, the ghosts are in here, I'll put them in the sink. Like, yeah. it's just a little flat. I think so, too, man. Yeah. But, you know, we have other characters in this that are definitely a little bit more zany. And oh, I think, yeah. like, living up to their roles a little bit more, like the ghosts that he interacts yeah, yeah. with. Stuart, um, uh, Cyrus, and, and the judge. Yeah. Yeah, they're all more zany. They're all more silly. Uh, Cyrus, I don't think Peter Jackson has ever met a black person. I wonder... Honestly, yeah. and this is one of those things where you're just like, well, okay, look at the time period is made in. Um, I don't know much about New Zealand as far as its black population. You know, they have obviously a huge Maori po- of population. Course. Yeah. But it's like, I think that he was trying to portray He's a... definitely trying to do like a typical, like a, a typical 90s uh, black character from a, a, a gangster movie. So like a menace yeah. to society type of thing. But also trying to make it comedic because Shy McBride is is funny. He's great. So like, Shy McBride is presenting these lines very funny. I think he could have probably improved them if they had just asked him. Yeah. Like, w- would you say I feel like my black ass is in Los Angeles? It's mm-hmm. like that. That just that line feels unnatural to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and also like he's supposed to be a '70s gangster. But he's dressed like a, like a disco cowboy. Yeah, he's somewhere like kind of in that Easy Rider era, yeah, where it's does, like it's this '60s leather fringe, yeah, Afro bearing character. I don't really understand what. And, going and I for. wonder if they wanted to go for like Huggy Bear type of like right, shaft yeah. thing. Yeah, and they wanted to go further, and they thought, no, that's racist. And, and it's so like let's put it here instead. Yeah, let's like let's move the racist goals over here. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I wonder. I wonder because like, no matter what, Shy McBride presents the lines the best he can. He does the best he can with it. Like yeah. it's very, he's doing a good job. But I just don't. I don't feel like it's written well as a character. Because he does like that Al Sharpton thing, and it's like, I, like seriously, are you just throwing every like 
everything you know about black people from the 90s into one black character yeah. and then never have a black character in any of your movies ever again yeah. like that's a weird <laughs> that's a that's a weird thing i mean when you put it that way yeah i can't think of a black character in any peter jackson movie other than than shy mcbride in this i don't think so yeah i i just can't think of any at all so uh. i i don't i feel like this could have been written better by just sitting down with shy mcbride and being like hey let's rewrite these lines because these are just stereotypical lines from yeah. a 90s work movie. with me here yeah 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 i i don't know what to say please say it what about Stuart, nerdy white Stuart. zombie guy <laughs> i mean he guy. does he does the job of just being the nervous guy yeah which is always good to have around the nervous guy it does a good job of like being the exposition machine because like a nervous guy can be like but, but but what about or you know and and that helps to you know get the exposition out without it seeming overly forced forced yeah. and and i would say that happens really well in this movie that it doesn't feel overly forced when you get a lot of the exposition but also i feel like there's so much exposition and then some of it's missing so we don't get the full feel of what they were going for i feel like they were going for because like uh arlie ermy um it, you know he plays his drill sergeant character ghost oh yeah uh he says something about i gotta keep these frighteners in line and it's like like the name of the movie right and it's like so what so what are is that what we're calling ghosts but then, like, the judge says he's getting too old for the fright game. So, like, is like Monsters Inc. Like, universe, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is yeah. like previous to Michael J. Fox, they, this was going on anyway. I guess so. Right? Yeah. Like, so what, what does that mean? That means like they've been running this game for a long time. Like, I feel like there could have been a little bit more exposition to connect that. Be like. Yeah, the Fox sisters back in Massachusetts or something. Just uh -huh. like name some spiritualists or whatever. This goes out of its way to name a bunch of serial killers. It does. Which is unnecessary. And yeah. doesn't go in, out of its it doesn't like take any time to explain like what this frightener bit is, hmm. which is the name of the movie. So maybe put more emphasis on that. Explain what that is. Unless, just say there is a serial killer. We all get what a serial killer is. It's a Jake Busey. It's a Jake Busey who is, is playing like, Gary Busey. He's like a Gary Busey if he's not crazy, but is trying to play Gary Busey. Have there been any movies made yet where it is Gary Busey in the present day and there's flashbacks to him as a young person and it's just Jake Busey because they are the same person, right? Oh, yeah. No, they look so much alike. Yeah. It's insane. Huh. I don't think, I mean, actually now that Jake uh, Busey is older, like, I mean, you've seen him in like Stranger Things and stuff recently. Uh -huh. He looks less like Gary Busey, but mm -hmm. as a young man, he looked a like, that definitely seems like something they would have to have done. Whole lot of teeth. <laughs> All the teeth lot in of the teeth. world. Whole bunch of them. That dude was on a, on fire around here. He did dude, Frighteners, this, Contact, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Like, yeah. He was in Contact? Yeah. Yeah, he was the religious shit. zealot that blew up the first... Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so, like... I I think Jake Busey does a great job in this of playing crazy, and he really does. all he's doing is playing his dad. Yeah, pretty much. Which is like, use your experience, you know? <laughs> or playing some goo sliding down a headstone. God. 
damn he's just it. Goopy. It looks so bad. It looks really bad. It does. Really, really, really bad. Yeah, and again, that's another like kind of subplot in this. That there, you know, he's this serial killer. He's got this like young teenage girlfriend. Uh huh. So it's like, also, I guess he's a pedophile. That's never really touched on, but he is. Yeah, he would be. Uh huh. And they had this like serial killing streak going on where they're trying to beat like Ted Bundy and all these other people. Right. Yeah. They 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 name one guy uh, who did twelve. And they they were going for thirteen, yeah. and they named kind of like casually name dropped Chikatilo. Yeah, like Chikatilo is name Russian dropped. Guy. Bundy is name dropped. Like yeah, a few yeah. guys, and then they're based off of uh, a, a few different killers, and as well, she's named Patty in uh, reference to Patty Hearst. Right. So like that, there's a whole lot of like serial killer and true crime connections. But like also that, this Ghostbuster thing going that's on. That's the thing they should have focused on. They put too much emphasis, I think, on the serial killer true crime angle and not enough on the Ghostbuster Yeah, the Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you want if you want to because like some of the criticism to this is well in a lot of ways it's just Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh in in a lot of ways, like they do so many things from Back to the Future with michael j fox like just so many like nods to back to the future and other movies he's made in fact like he had made three different movies where he crashed through a fence before yeah. this he's just a fence crasher kind of guy yeah like so they spend too much time on making nods toward michael j fox is in our movie and not enough time on explaining if you're going to drop frighteners as a thing and the fright game as a thing why don't you go more into that? That's yeah. the interesting angle. That's the thing your movie has that's different. I think so too, man. But, you know, there is one guy in this that I do feel completely understood the direction and the kind of melding of horror and humor that was going into this. And that's motherfucking JC, that <laughs> bad man himself, Jeffrey fucking Combs. Jeffrey Combs brings he, it he brings it no matter what we talked about it with i still know what you did last summer yeah he made that character interesting piece of garbage movie out of fucking nowhere he was like oh piece of shit movie i get to hang out in mexico i'm still gonna make my character enter i'm gonna wear bubba teeth i don't give a shit i'm gonna wear bubba teeth and have a doberman yeah uh in this he brought he brought that haircut that was Dude. his idea hashtag hitler hair yeah he wanted to accentuate that this this character is a nationalist yeah he is someone who is dedicated to this country in a uh, in a crazy way and he also brought the the ear appliance idea why, why? just he just i think he understands that like slight changes to your facial characteristics make a huge difference in the way people receive the character Mm -hmm. because he is naturally just a a handsome dude so you need him to look a little weird his ears poking out just a little bit got a hitler haircut give him a black contacts yeah and the black contacts which are definitely like a shark move i think so right like he's he's like he's supposed to be seen as this like predator who despite his like weird uh you know fears of women and and all this oh my god dude i love that like there's so much depth to his character that never gets fully explained and that other characters don't have too. And that, no, yeah none of, yeah exactly it's like he brought a bunch with him and Whole nobody lot. else did yeah 
I mean, the the entire thing where he's just like, if he hears a woman screaming, he like vomits violently. Yes. It's, that's so stupid and fucking weird. Yeah, and it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, it makes you, that's the thing, is like, it really pulls you into this character where you're like, wait, why, though? Like, why are you this way? And then he explains, like, his, you know, his, his uh, past with certain cults and stuff. Uh, some of this is in the director's cut, but, like... I was going to ask about that. I watched the theatrical one. Yeah. I didn't watch the director's cut. Yeah, I watched the director's cut the, the third time just to see the, the other 12 minutes, and... Uh, a lot of it's just not useful, but he does describe being like, you know, different things he did. He talks about being a sex slave to the Manson cult. Okay. Which I think might be a connection to the hemorrhoid pillow. So that's something I was really wondering about where like yeah. he, he kidnaps her. He's being all like scary and intimidating yeah. shit. And then he puts her in the car and then he gets in the car and he lays down a hemorrhoid donut. I think But that seems like some weird, stupid Peter Jackson humor too. Yes. But then given what you just said with him being like right. a sex slave of the Manson cult. I thought it might also be a connection to he's so uptight. He's like right. just so like tight that he's got hemorrhoids. You could play it either way. Yeah. So then, I, yeah. like, what's the deal with him later on where he's like, my body is a map of pain. Yeah. <laughs> and in that scene, he just randomly takes off his shirt and he's got like a pentagram carved yeah. into his chest and all these scars. And, and that, that's so weird to me. I had to look this up because have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new gener or next generation or whatever? I don't think so. It's, like, it's got uh, a scene with uh, Judd Nelson who shows up and he pulls off his shirt and he's just got like all these like insane like cult scars and okay. stuff and that movie was made two years before this but didn't actually come out until uh the next like 97 so i i wonder like if that was just something that like special effects guys were like hey we've all been working on these like real cool sort of appliances, Body appliances with like yeah. scars and stuff all over them freddy krueger with the well of souls yeah or exactly yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was just what was going on at the time and somebody was just like, I have this, it'll look hmm. really cool, and yeah. Peter Jackson was like, go with it. I mean, see what Jeffrey Combs wants to do but with what it. What the fuck does that have to do with the story? Oh, nothing. That's why I'm saying it must have been, because like, otherwise it makes no sense to no me. No sense. Yeah, the only way I can think of it making sense is they just had a special effects person who had this awesome idea for an appliance, and I feel like Peter Jackson would probably be like, well, yeah, I want to show that, but also in... In concert with Robert Zemeckis, Zemeckis was probably like, I don't really know what that is about, uh, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I definitely feel like this was one where if Peter Jackson had it to do all on his own, if artistic control was entirely given to him, this would be a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. And we'd, we'd be loving it. We'd be... I mean, not that I don't... Li I like it a lot. I think I it's too. good. Yeah. I, despite all my complaints, I still enjoy it a whole lot. I feel like if Peter Jackson had full control of this, this would have been more schlocky, maybe even had more practical effects than it does. I think so. But, you know, at, at the end of this movie each time, I still have had a good time. Yeah. And so I, I don't... I want to keep complaining about it, but I also want to talk about the good things about it because it's got great shit going on. It's got D. Wallace in. It's got D. Wallace in it. She's doing a good job being uh, a, a lady who uh, is pretending to not be crazy. Yeah. She does that sometimes. Sometimes she does. Like E.T. Uh-huh. Whole time she was pretending not to be she crazy. She does it there, man. It's also got 
that guy who I don't know his name, but I can only refer to him as the white Carl Winslow. <laughs> that guy. Troy Evans. Dude. He only plays cops. Only cops. Yep. Only white cops yep. ever. That is this guy's thing, man. Yep. Like, you have seen this guy in so many fucking movies. If you met him in real life, you'd be like, you're familiar. I feel like I've met you, mm-hmm. but I don't know Please why. Please don't arrest me. Don't arrest me, you yeah. would also say. Because this guy, man, has just been a cop in 8 million movies. He has. Um, I, I looked at his IMDb. He is he has mostly been a cop. Uh, he's also been a principal, which is like a kid cop. Yeah, so. it's a kid cop. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's his brand, and he fucking nailed it. Because he, he looks the part. Looks right. He plays the part. But then he's also, I mean, he he has the... You feel some sort of sympathy for him. He has that like grandpa face to him where you're also like, I like this guy. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why they didn't have him randomly shooting into crowds like all the other cops. I was going to say, let's talk about the cops in yeah. this because I, I wonder if this is some kind of like Kiwi commentary on what American cops must be like because the American yeah. cops in this movie are just like instantly pull their guns. Shoot a mummy. They shoot. They, they shoot blow everything. a mummy away. Yep. I think that's exactly what it is, and that's where like that. That's one of the more Peter Jackson scenes to me. Yeah. It's like this is making like a Ridiculous. little bit, little bit of silly commentary, and then showing us just ridiculousness. A mummy walking towards them and them shooting it. Like why would why would they? It's a mummy. Like it, after a ghost has already boned it. That didn't have to be here. That was the worst. That was the absolute worst. Like, what was that for? I don't know. I mean, okay. It shows his butt, like, bumping out of that sarcophagus and just humping a mummy, I guess. They made it necrophilia. It's double necrophilia, which kind of cancels the necro out. It's true. It's it's philia. Um, Feeling it. I'm feeling it. Da 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 da. <laughs> I'm feeling it. But they could have just left out the line. I like it when they lie still like that. That got weirder. And yeah, that the moment it becomes that, it's like okay, so you've said it's sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. not fun. Which again, necrophilia jokes fit Peter Jackson's style. They just don't fit the tone of this movie. Yeah, totally. It it just doesn't work. In I mean, it There's works. There's some dead if, on dead boning and dead alive. Exactly. Yeah, and it works. One hundred percent, it works. So like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. Again, if he had had full control of the tone, all of this would work. But because he didn't, most of it, most most of the stuff that is very Peter Jacksony doesn't fit with the rest. Even though those are kind of the some of the best part. Yeah. Yeah, the comedy tone in this is kind of hard to nail down. Mm-hmm. It's not really like like Ghostbusters. It's also right. not really like Men in Black or right. Monster Squad or Dead Alive or something like that that is a horror comedy mm-hmm. kind of movie where it is bloody and gory and splattery, but also funny at the same time. I feel like a lot of this is just kind of neutered Yeah, a little bit in terms yeah, of the comedic tone way. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I'd agree with that. There's also just so fucking many characters. Yeah. That's a weak point of this. Like, if there you was... go on the IMDb and you start scrolling through that actor's list, uh-huh. it's a mile fucking long. It is. And and there are basically three cold opens of the movie. We get the 
the um, uh, Jake Jake Busey chasing uh, D Wallace around. We don't know it's Jake Busey at the time. Right, the kind of haunted house intro. And also, why that happens, I don't understand because they're friends. Doesn't make any sense. But okay, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Just why weird. did that happen? No idea. Um, Fuck. And then it cuts to Michael J. Fox doing his Michael J. Fox thing. Michael J. Foxing around. Foxing. Uh, and then it cuts to Trini Alvarado doing her thing, which is the intersection then with the first cold open. But this is the second cold open because now we're getting actually introduced to those characters. Hmm. So now that we've introduced three major stories, let's get to the next major story, oh. which is also there's an epidemic of death in the the uh obviously new zealand town that looks nothing <laughs> like california even though they have california license plates when you put it that way there's a lot of irons in the fire there's a whole lot of irons in the fire and then also then we're introduced to ray uh who is training alvarado uh lucy linsky's uh husband and he dies off screen but then becomes a major character but he's a piece of shit and He's we hate shit because he likes to keep in shape. He's also not a good husband. That Can is you true. believe what a jerk this guy is that he gets so mad when somebody crashes his car in his front lawn and what destroys his property? What a dick. Also, he likes to exercise. What a Fuck dick. That I'm glad he dies and I hope his wife gets boned by another person. It kind of seems that way way i mean obviously yeah. like you said like he's not a he's good, not a good husband he's a good sucks. husband like yeah. he seems very materialistic yeah and self-centered mm -hmm. but the movie has to do the movie has to tell us he's not a great guy by having the eulogy at his uh funeral be we all know he wasn't the best guy and it's just like okay well i didn't know that but now i do know he's not the best guy so i'm supposed to hate him i guess yeah i mean anybody who gets mad at michael j fox i automatically dislike them Right. There you go. That's but then, How could you? It, it's just like so much. Because, like, again, it, okay, if, say, Johnny Depp or Danny DeVito had been playing this role, and uh, so let's say Johnny Depp is doing a proto Jack Sparrow thing when he's driving like a maniac, where he's like, uh, 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 like and he's obviously drunk on rum or something, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, that's more charming. Even though it's bad and terrible, it's more charming than, no, he does this on purpose. He drives like an absolute fucking asshole, putting everyone in danger <laughs> just because he's an asshole. Oh, also, you should like him. He's the protagonist. He is Michael J. Fox. He's Michael J. Fox. That's it. That's what so goddamn it leans back on him being Michael J. Fox, and him. Ne but he never gives us the fucking charm. He never puts it into the role i'll say too man homegirl is never all that upset that her husband died no, of a heart attack at damn once. age 28 or what the fuck ever. yeah she does not seem to care she's just like no. oh okay where's that sixteen thousand dollars oh he blew it yeah sounds right uh, fuck him yeah sounds about right anyway what's up with you uh <laughs> <laughs> i noticed you live in an unfinished house so Ooh. want a bone maybe we find out about that, that thing got a shower i don't care <laughs> that does kind of seem to be her thing yeah i mean you know what hey pete davidson keeps getting laid though so. holy moly 
I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I saw some meme about how, like, if, you know, the fucking Zoe Deschanel's and all these pixie manic dream girl things, uh-huh. the people that are like the the Post Malone's and the Pete Davidson's right. are like the uh, lunatic, chaotic line cook. Right. <laughs> That's a type. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy's got cocaine for sure. For sure. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Lots of shitty tattoos. Yep. All over him. You, you know what? You could tell that guy a story about how somebody hurt you in the past, and he'll go, oh, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> like, what, what does Pete Davidson so, say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he's funny. Hey, listen. I don't want to date him. He's a good-looking dude, honestly. I don't think so. He's not. He's not. He's not any type I would ever get into. But listen, uh, every high school girl wants to get in his CRX. Apparently, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. He looks like that dude. Yeah, Yeah, he looks like that dude who in high school already had three kids. I wish that people understood what Morristown Chic was. Because that's him. Because that's Morristown. Yeah, yeah, that's Morristown Chic. All the fucking way, man. Yeah, so many fucking characters in this. So many. I mean, there's there's also just like, oh, there's this rich woman with these three babies. Yeah. There's also the cop guy. Who is convinced by a a newspaper article that the babies that were floating earlier don't matter. Yeah, it's a hoax. It's a hoax because... what? Okay, so she saw the babies floating. She did with her. She own saw eyes. them floating around her home. They crashed into her. She has apparently, uh, uh, what is it called when triplets don't look like each other at all? Because right. she's got that. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up and she's like, "What's with this newspaper article, fucko?" And the ghosts are sitting there like they've been yelled at. But she what like. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, did she read the article and go, all right, go sit down. And then they did. And she's just yelling at an empty couch. And they're just like, oh, man. That's just also a scene that didn't really have to be in this movie. No, it didn't. You could have cut it and uh, you would have had more time to make the story clearer. Yeah. Yeah. There's honestly a lot of parts in this that I feel like could have been trimmed down. Yeah. It is a Me damn too. near two hour movie. Yeah. If you watch the director's cut, it is a two-hour movie. It is a two-hour movie, yeah. I don't think it needed to be that. No, two hours, uh, too much. Yeah, for sure. I think it, like, I think if you had focused the story on, you don't need to explain what the Reaper is. If you just have the Reaper as the villain. And you focus the story on his con artistry turned to now I have to solve this actual town oh, problem. Oh, shit, there's an actual problem Yeah, here. like I, I'm the fuck-up alcoholic. i got to redeem myself I've got to redeem myself. Sure, that's enough. That's a better story. And it's, you could get it streamlined. You could get there. You don't need to... And you don't need Jake Busey and D. Wallace at all. Like, you just don't need them. Mm, they they yeah. take up too much space... Even though the, that story is good, and Jake Busey's good, and D. Wallace is good. Doesn't have to be here for this movie. Yeah, it's just not, it's not needed for this movie at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I tend to agree there. Mm-hmm. There is just a lot of stuff in this movie that I just feel like didn't really have to be there. And yeah. if it was trimmed away, probably could have been a stronger movie. Yeah. Uh, again, so many subplots. Yeah. So, the, the so much the importance on. of this box cutter. There's this urn with the ashes that turns out to be 
It's actually Jake Busey's ashes, and, and it's emitting this power shit. And he comes what? out of it, but rather than look like a ghost, he can make himself look like the Grim Reaper. How does that? But work? none of the other ghosts can seem to do that. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing too. Is like even um uh, uh shit. What's Harley his name? Army? Uh, no, the, the black guy ghost. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Cyrus. Cyrus. He makes this huge thing about how, like, he wishes he could change his clothes. Yeah. I'm stuck wearing this outfit. But then when we see Arlie Ermey in the fucking, uh, the, the cemetery, he changes several times into different outfits. Like, he, he becomes oh. like a boxer guy, becomes, he's suddenly like a, in camouflage like very with Looney guns. Tunes. Like, yeah. yeah, it's very Looney He tune. changes all the time. Exactly. So... What? What are the rules? What I, are the rules here? I couldn't figure this out because sometimes they can interact with physical space. Yes. And sometimes physical space interacts with them without their uh, them volunteering. Like, he gets sucked into the engine of the car and shot yeah, out the exhaust. Like, yeah. But then most times they can interact or be interacted with. But then sometimes, depending on the person, they can run into people. It, like, there's no, like set rule like everything is always up to what the scene needs hmm. does the scene need the ghost to interact okay okay this just made it worse it did <laughs> can ghosts change their clothes yes except for when yeah can they interact yes except for when like it it's not consistent at all which is fine for a comedy but then it tries to be too serious most of the time yeah. For you to be fine with it. And like the numbers on the head and stuff. Where it's like, right. okay, you know, whatever. While they were doing this massacre, uh, what's-her-name was carving these numbers into the victims' heads yeah. and all that jazz. But then, past that, the numbers get carved into the people's heads. Right. But only people that can see ghosts can see them. And then they're the next ones to die. Right. What? Does that make more sense than what I just said? Because I don't think it does. No. No, it doesn't. I yeah yeah overall, boy talking about this movie was a bad idea. <laughs> it's making me like it less. Like honestly, this is one of those ones that like after I watched it the other night, I was like, you know, it's got some problems. It's got some horrendous effects. Yeah, but I'm trying to in my head not take it too seriously. It is yeah. a horror comedy, which is what I feel the tone should have been. Yeah, it should invite you in to not take it too seriously. Totally. Give it some bad effects. Yeah. Give me some stupid stuff with these characters. Fine, and it's absolutely fine. fine. But then the fact that it doesn't really go all the way into comedy right. and the fact that we're doing a fucking podcast about it and really deep diving into yeah. it. Yeah. It does make it fall apart pretty fucking fast. It does. It does. But it, I mean, listen, it led to Lord of the Rings. And the soundtrack is good. And the soundtrack, but, but I mean, but how would it be bad? It's Danny Elfman. It's Danny like, Elfman, man. I like even, even when he's just cutting and pasting from Sleepy Hollow. It really feels that way. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of soundtrack in this that is like proto Sleepy Hollow yeah. for fucking sure. He's but like, that I'm working said, on this thing for Timmy. You know what? Here, you can have some of it. Yeah. Here's the first yeah. draft. It's still good. It, yeah, it is. It How do you like great. the I mean, way? Yeah, it's awesome. How do you like the way the movie looks? Just the general aesthetic of it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's New Zealand looks great, yeah. and like the the way that like the way it's shot looks good. In fact, you know, as I said, the eye lines are pretty good throughout, considering it's an early heavy CGI movie. But 
it also it, it it doesn't have character. It doesn't have the character of previous Peter Jackson movies. Yeah. Um. And Dead or Alive went so hard. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't have the character even of a Lord of the Rings movie. So mm. it, it feels like a transition movie for him where he's trying to learn a new a new visual tone and he's not really certain on it yet. Which is, I mean, you know, it has to happen. You've got to learn. Uh, $26 million budget is an interesting way to learn, but whatever. I yeah, mean, it's sure. got it's got to it's got to happen. So, uh, yeah, it does just feel transition-y to me. Like, yeah. like he, he had a lot of good earlier ideas i feel like because that this came about while they were doing heavenly creatures it's clear they were studying serial killers and spree killers and and those types um and so they brought that in that was probably like the original like what if a serial killer came back to life or was able to interact as a ghost what would we do then and so that's why the serial killer angle is so big, but then the rest of the movie doesn't need that. It doesn't need that to keep to keep the tone on. Like you could just eliminate that entirely, and it would still work for me. Yeah, it would work better for me, honestly. Yeah, I think so, man. This is honestly one of those ones that I will say is actually ripe for a remake. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. Especially, like, you don't have to change too much. Just a little bit uh, better effects. Get the tone in in line. More schlocky, more funny. While also, you know, you keep your serious bits. You're, you can have a character who is dealing with death and not being able to let other people in while also having them be funny in the moments when they're conning people with their ghost friends. Am I crazy in saying that this could be a fucking great Judd Apatow movie? <laughs> right? Well, it would... Uh, I mean, Paul Rudd would have to be in it. Yeah. And it would be uh, 30 to 40 minutes too long. It would, as this already is. But, it, yeah, I mean, you know what? Actually, that extra 30 to 40 minutes might make this movie... It, like, it, it, it's, it's almost like... A Schneider, a Snyder movie. Yeah. Where like, yeah, it does need to be longer than a feature length movie for all this to work. Like if Peter Jackson had had three hours, which is kind of his M.O. now, like, I mean, King Kong was so fucking Massive. long, the, the yeah. Lord of the Rings. Like if he had had three hours, he probably could have presented us with all the exposition we need and, and whatnot. And it, it would have been a clearer story. I don't know if it would have been better, but yeah, I mean... Maybe, yeah. This could be just a good, like, solid comedy. I think so. That is a little more serious in tone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I hope that maybe one day this movie gets to see its its final form and gets to see everything that it could have lived up <laughs> yeah. to. I still enjoy it. I still like it. Yeah. But, man, those those effects and stuff are so fucking bad. And they really are. There's so many parts in this where it feels like they took, like, a fucking 1,200-page novel. Yeah. And tried to cram it into being a average length movie. Yeah. Where there's so many little details and plot points and so many characters and stuff that feel like if you've read the book, you know what's going on here. But if you don't, you're yeah. like, what the fuck? What, map of pain on his body? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? But if you read the book, you're like, oh, cool. They did the map of pain thing. That's awesome. Yeah. My favorite part of the book. 
Yeah. Chapter 37. Yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of shit crammed into here when it could have been a more simple, streamlined movie. Again, you know, look at look at Ghostbusters. We just did that last week, yeah. and it's just like, that is such a streamlined, simplified version of this story. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. Yeah, it really is. And this is um, average to okay. And also feel, too, like, one of the things that made this movie kind of suffer is that they were really going for the PG-13 kind of rating. Yeah. It kept getting sent back as being rated that, R. It's got to be rated R. It's definitely rated R. And then they were like, okay, fine. Let's put a little bit of blood and gore in it. Now it's definitely R. Yeah. And I feel like if it just would have leaned into it, it's like, okay, this is this crazy, supernatural, gory, horror comedy, like Dead Alive. Right. Then you could have had some fun with it. But as it is, it's just like these, like, barely getting into R rating, like, okay, there's a little bit of gore. Okay, this ghost gets his face shot off, but it's just ectoplasm. Like, oh, it's barely R. I mean, the MPA had... I mean, we've talked about this in the past, where the MPA has it out for a particular director for what they've put out previously, and they're not... Like uh, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake. Yeah, totally. Same deal. it's, It's not an R, but... It got an. It was just going to get an R no matter what because Tom Savini pissed him off. Well, in in this case, because he had made bad taste and yeah, with the Feebles and exactly. and Dead Alive, so they're they're going to give him an R no matter what he does. He's and one of those nasty directors. Universal should have leaned into it and yeah. let him just do go his hard. thing. Yeah, go hard with it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I like it. I don't love it. Yeah, same. honestly, I feel like we've been complaining a lot about this throughout this entire episode. I still didn't hate it. Yeah, no, I, I love Jeffrey Combs. I really Jeffrey love Combs him in this movie. He's so, so good. Hard. Jake Busey is really good in this, even though, as I've said, if you cut that entirely, it would be a better movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, there's a lot of really good stuff. Actually, the guy who plays Ray seems to be really going for it for yeah. me. Like, he's he's trying to be comedic. Like, when he's at his own funeral, and he's like, he must mean that. Why would he say that at a time like this? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Everything about him, like, he really leans into the comedy, and the comedy is actually humorous. A lot of the other comedy, I mean, like, as as I, as we said about Cyrus, like, it seems like it, he is a black stereotype character who didn't get to branch out and give more, because Shy McBride is a funny guy that could have just given him more to work with. Yeah. And it's a funnier character. And then also, Stuart, he doesn't... He doesn't get to be funny, but, like, he should be more of the butt of jokes. But the jokes that happen to him aren't really funny because it's like that interaction between him and Michael J. Fox where Michael J. Fox, like, reaches through him and then grabs the bug spray and then sprays him. Oh, yeah. Michael J. Fox never smiles. He's never, like, there's nothing about the moment where he's enjoying himself or where this is funny or we're supposed to be enjoying ourselves. True. It's just a glum like a lot of it is a glum moment which again we i completely understand why michael j fox would be glum at the time yeah but they could have cast somebody else they could have cast anybody else to not anybody else but they could have cast some other charismatic likable person to come in and be that role i think so too yeah it seems weird to say that because obviously because michael j fox is the best he's a treasure yeah you know but there is potential that was just kind of left to rot on the vine yep. with this movie. It's still okay. Still okay. Mm-hmm. You got a number you're going to slap on this thing? Ooh, buddy. Um, 
uh, like five and a half to six, yeah. I would feel. Six is, right. is where I'm kind of yeah. sitting on it. Like, I'm not going to turn it down. No. I'm not going to be like, fuck that movie. I hate no. it. I will watch it. Uh, now I will be seeing all the things that I was seeing that were perturbing me, but I couldn't like define what it was. Yeah. But now I'll be seeing those things very clearly. Maybe I see it in a different way. Maybe I don't enjoy it as much, but I, I think I still will. Yeah. I, I just can't. Like, the Jeffrey Combs bits are really good. Awesome. A lot of the stuff. Uh, you know, with Arlie Army and stuff, the the final sort of chase and fight between the ghost and a uh, ghost, Michael J. Fox and Grim Reaper, even though it doesn't look great, is uh, it, there's a lot of like action to it and there's a lot of energy to it. But yeah, I, I think overall it's 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 missing a lot, and that probably is not Peter Jackson's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll get to see this thing in its final form. We'll get Hopefully. a good remake or something. That'd be interesting. But in the meantime, it's an okay flick. Yeah. An okay, okay. flick indeed, man. Now, I hope that you guys tune into the show next week, but also I hope you guys support us on the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com. Patreon. On Patreon.com, forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there, become a, a patron. Yeah. On any level, any. you get our Patreon exclusive episodes of TV Test Pilots. Look out. If you become a patron on a $5 level, you can submit a movie to be uh, reviewed like this movie we did this week, The Frighteners, which was submitted by Chris Zazarine. And we, we might rip apart a movie you love on accident, and I'm sorry and I love you. Maybe we do that, and you paid money for it. Yeah, so $5 a month, we might ruin <laughs> a movie you love. Yay! Yay! Incentive! <laughs> so head on over. Uh, also, we're on uh, social medias all over the place. Uh, you can check out our link tree, link tree, forward slash dead and lovely. It's got everything, page, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twister. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Also, the Facebook group, great. Head over there. If you're going to be on Facebook, might as well be there. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Rate and view on Apple Podcasts. We got a couple of reviews that popped up lately that have delighted me. I've had a hoot and a holler reading those. Put some more on there. Tell us how much you love us singing at you. That's what I want to hear. My favorite is the singing. Give me the singing. I like when they sing. I don't like when they talk. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Give us that one right there, and I'll definitely appreciate that. Now, next week on the show, we're going to be just, 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 just shaking it up. Yeah. Going to be doing something a little special because of uh, situations. Because of schedule and yeah. life being out of control. And I've got to go places and do things. Yeah, we've given you 241 uh, episodes without missing a beat. So, How about that? Um, uh, this will be a little something different. But you'll still get an episode, and it'll be wonderful and enjoyable. And you'll be like, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. I enjoyed that. Chortle, 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 you'll say. <laughs> chortle, chortle. Chortle my that's chuckle. A, that's a Pokemon. Chortle, chortle. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Pretty sure. Mm -hmm. It'll be a surprise. It is going to be a surprise. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be something involved. a little bit different yep. to most of y'all. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. I'm sure that you will. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, the usual stupidity show. Back return. to the grind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So be sure to tune in next week for something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It'll be a good time, whatever it is. Well, I love anyway. that we aren't sure. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're kind of working through it ourselves right now. We're like, well, it could I'm gonna go home and edit this, this and then that. figure that out, and then we'll figure it out. But I assure you, it will be different. It will be different. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you're expecting, not that. Not that thing you're expecting. You know. Mm-hmm. But you'll be fine. Yeah. You know what? We believe in you. I believe in you. Ben believes in you. Yeah. And we together believe in you. So that's three people. You're gonna be fine. 
Okay? Let's put it to you this way. You're going to be fucking fine. All right? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, God damn it. Go clean your room. Yeah. And uh, sweep the uh, basketball court. And scrub the deck. Trim oh. the yard arm. Oh, we're back on the boat again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sexy pirates. Feed the parrot. Fox the carps. <laughs> oh, no. Big necro. Uh-oh. Where's this money in my pocket coming from? <laughs> oh, well. We'll find out soon enough. Hope everybody has had themselves a lovely thanks and given time. Yeah, or if too. you don't celebrate it, I just hope you had a good uh, Thursday. Yeah. Like a Canadian Thursday. It's fine. Yeah. Canadian Thursday is a good time. <laughs> You know? I hope that is a holiday in Canada. Yeah, every Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, every Thursday. Be sure to oh. say uh, A to people today. Happy Canadian Thursday. Hey. hey. Over here in the Nosco, Nova Scotia, it's known as Nosco. We don't, we don't give enough shit to our Canadian listeners, nope. I feel like. Not even close to enough. Not even close. Mm-mm. Why don't y'all go eat a damn hockey puck? You fucking hosers. <laughs> Go clean the ice. I love you, Canadians. All right. Yeah, we love y'all. Thankful for y'all, whether you guys recognize Thanksgiving or not. All right? We'll catch you guys next time, or will we? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Dum, bum, bum. It's a horror show. It's scary. Meep, meep, meep. Sylvester meep, Stallone. Meep, meep, meep. Oh, Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. uh, That's my impression. Cliffhanger. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Bye. So what we do as a horror movie podcast is kind mm-hmm. of a niche thing, right. right? Obviously, like the biggest podcasts are the true crime podcasts. Oh, yeah. I had an idea for something that we should start and trademark dead and lovely right here. Gonna say it before right. I even say it. I've done set it. Okay. I'm going to start a false crime podcast. <laughs> okay? Where we talk about insidious and depraved crimes that never happened. Never happened. Episode number one, the Paul Bunyan murders. <laughs> like, I've heard I would, of these. I would no, listen I've heard to of that. these. I would fucking listen oh to that. Oh, my God. They found, they found bodies across the Midwest just sliced in half cleanly. <laughs> he turned people into his flapjack batter. Nearby, large blue ox footprints yeah. they could tell the footprints were from a blue ox dude you thought those were butter skates those people were using on them <laughs> flapjacks that was human tallow holy shit he rendered human tallow would you not listen to that fucking podcast i'm listening to it false now welcome to dead podcast. and lovely the false crime podcast now <laughs> yeah i'm i'm here for it yeah i think there's a lot of potential here there is for sure yeah the cult of captain hook <laughs> The lost Kidnapping those indeed. children. Oh, my Keeping God. them on an island. What do you think he did with that hook anyway? Oh. Mmm. Mm. Knowing glance. Mmm. Mm. Nodding. Nods, mm. yes. Mm. Okay, so we got to eliminate the visual cues from the false crime podcast narrative because mm, yeah. it's audio only. So That's it doesn't true. really work if we say what we're doing. Wink, wink. Huh? Air quotes. This motion. This motion. The, I'm not sure. Dunno. <laughs> Rocking back and forth. Said so you really aren't sure. What's the False Crime Podcast episode that you're going to host first? I think we finally need to talk about the Black Lagoon murders. The Black Lagoon murders. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they were going on for a long time down there in Florida. 
just that creature coming out. If it's all white bathing suit, you were fucking done for. That was his MO. They huh? stopped selling white bathing suits. Oh my god. The month of terror. They called it down there in St. Augustine, I'll say. That sounds about sure. right. Sure. <laughs> Tampa? It can be literally anything we yeah. want. It's false crime. <laughs> we just make this shit up. Yeah. Captain Crunch. What oh, was his story? Listen, we know about the Shanghaiing, about how he would, he would kidnap people in the Oregon area and then Shanghai them off to Hong Kong. Press ganged. Yep. And now uh-huh. they're now they're working, uh, working in the boats, fishing the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Below deck with Captain Crunch, we'll say. <laughs> and I think his entire thing is he'd keep his prisoners locked below deck and only feed them foods that would shred the interior yeah. of their mouths. Oh yeah, that was his main torture method. It's like eating fiberglass. Yeah. Here- <laughs> Here's some splinters. Eat up. <laughs> yeah, splinters for dinner. That's yeah. all you get. <laughs> Dinner with the captain, they'd call it. Yep. Mm, oh, a dark time. Just real torture there. In the world of false crime. <laughs> Coming soon. Yep. You heard it here first. Trademark Dan Lovely. <laughs>